Welcome to The Ether. Today's Thursday, April 28th, 2022. This episode of The Ether is brought to you by Orbital Command. Have you heard of TDX? Listen, Orbital Command is putting together the TerraDAP Expo on June 9th and 10th in Austin, Texas. Not Boston. I know, that's what I thought. Austin. Austin, Texas. Come get doxed IRL and share merriments with all of your favorite fellow lunatics and lunatics. For more information, go to TerraDapExpo.com or hit the menu item on the site right here on TerraSpaces.org. And as always, be sure to check out Orbital Command online at OrbitalCommand.io. TerraSpaces appreciates the support from all our sponsors. For more information, check out TerraSpaces.org sponsors. Today on the Ether, part one of a two-part Cosmos space with Kadena and Cosmos Haas. Let's take a listen. Ready for our minds to explode. What is the uh, Kadena community? What's the nickname? Kadenians? Like, what is it? What do you guys go by? Yeah, it's uh, Kadenians. Kadenians. I guess you could say Kadenians. Kadenia. I like Kadenians better, actually. Everyone has to have their nickname, you know? Yep. We got cosmonauts, secret agents, lunatics. Every little um, blockchain has their own. Osmos, the Osmonauts. Yep. yep. Cameron Haas, everybody doing well? Um, by the way, I've got to hop off by probably around 6.45. My wife is probably going to stab me, so I've got to go to dinner with uh, the family for something. <laughs> well, what time are you, what, what, uh, time zone are you at? Because right now in East Coast, it's 7. Oh, like in 45 minutes. I'm in uh, Central okay. at the moment. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, if you don't mind, uh, Cosmos Haas, could you um, make Kobe Lazar a speaker? Mm, did he raise his hand yet? There's some. There's already people here. I don't even know where he's at. Let me check. Yeah. He- hello to everyone as well, and thanks for having me. Oh, yeah. Glad to be here. I'll probably be doing a lot of listening today more than chatting. So, <laughs> but yeah. Anyways, thanks for having me. Well, not when you guys get your turn. The Cadenians. I don't really know much about Cadena. I have a little bit of a bag, but I'm I'm fascinated a little bit about it. We over the last couple of shows, we didn't have one on Easter. I didn't do any. Well, I did a Wednesday night show before Easter, but. There's been quite a few little KDA names I see come through and they, they share some knowledge and it's very, um, yeah, I love learning, man. It's all, it's all. Yeah. There's, so. there's been a quite a uh, blending of communities I've noticed for, uh, between Cosmos folks, Terra, Kadena over the past, like maybe six months or so, maybe uh, six, seven months. And uh, that's been pretty cool. Um, uh, you know, what originally sort of like keyed me up to, uh, you know, Cadena was that, that when they announced quite some time ago that the Cadex Dex was going to ultimately introduce uh, UST as one of its stablecoin offerings. So obviously that kind of perked our ears on Terra. And then I guess I just spoke with the founder of Flux Daniel 
um, recently, you know, who does the Zellcor wallet with their company. And he mentioned also that uh, UST and Luna are ultimately natively going to be available there. So it's going to be a lot easier for people to move between Terra and um, uh, Kadena. And, uh, and then the IBC uh, integration issue, you know, with Cosmos is exciting for Kadena as well. But um, Terra also is not fully IBC compatible yet. Uh, they're still working on some things because it was one of the original Cosmos chains and then they're getting there and then it'll be a lot better integration with Kepler and all that too, right? So ultimately, I think Terra, Cosmos, Chains, and uh, um, Kadena are going to have a lot of neat connections happening soon, which is cool. Oh, yeah. Especially with, you know, if you see it on the Kadena roadmap, or I'll keep it Kadena just so that there's no confusion. Uh, there's a Cosmos bridge coming and then in parentheses Terra, of course, so... That's going to be interesting. So Cadena will be IBC enabled. Yeah, is there have, is there kind of a timeline on those activities, or have you guys heard anything any alpha on that? Well, uh, I think by it's on the twenty twenty two roadmap, so uh, it should have be on testnet by the end of twenty twenty two, and then uh, hopefully in twenty twenty three we'll get something. But the Cadena team doesn't typically like to give out dates or timeframes until they're uh, pretty sure that they can pull them off. So, yeah, they're they're a relatively small team, I think, right? For both Cadex and from Cadena, uh, so they, it takes some time to kind of build. And you know, I think part of it is too because you're on packed. Uh, there aren't that many packed developers, so new developers actually have to sort of like learn what they're doing and kind of really get there. You know, yep. take some time to sort of build, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, I, I did hear from a little bird that we're going to be getting some new pack tutorials soon, which is the smart contract language for Kadena, for Kadena, for those who are new to it. Uh, and then also, uh, obviously, Kadena announced a $100 million developer grants program, uh, which is huge. So that's going to bring a lot of developer activity to the chain. And then, uh, yeah. So from the perspective of like people that are going to be on like Cosmos uh, or on um, um, like Osmosis or playing on Terra or whatever, uh, Juno. Uh, so once the ability to sort of like uh, move back and forth, I think the most obvious way is going to be like UST as probably the core liquidity pool, if I had to imagine. But once that happens, um, like what have you guys seen as far as like cool shit we're going to be able to do with uh on cadena like are we talking like besides of course you know the decks and everything um there's some gaming sort of enterprises that are like building and then there's some nft things like what kind of things are you guys seeing that are awesome hey um my name's kobe i hope you guys can hear me okay i'm a founder at uh, eucalyptus labs and we're focused on the advancement of cadena and these these different protocols built on pact and one of the most important things to note here is that cadena is not really a coin with other tokens on it like ethereum uh, but it kind of lives on pack the same any other token would. So once these these SDK integrations are complete, um, you're going to be able to interact with the entire pack network and all it enables with all these other projects by the IBC. So you're going to have uh, all these different ecosystem uh, options on Kadena that are also available to some degree on these other ecosystems. Yeah, cool. Um, like maybe you guys can talk about like some of the premier kind of uh, 
like destinations or whatever you call it <laughs> that people on Terra are going to be excited to play with when they get there. If someone else doesn't talk about Marmalade, I might. Um, but it's the NFT <laughs> standard by the Kadena team. Uh, and it's really, really exciting. I think Cameron might have something to add, given his uh, portfolio, his um, profile photo and mine are kind of matching. Um, but it allows a, a ton of different functionality, for example, being able to split up ownership of different assets that are NFTs on the blockchain. Um, so you're able to really uh, interact with NFTs in an entirely new, different way uh, with other people and with your friends on the blockchain. And that's something new uh, that they'll bring to the space overall. Cool. Yeah, Cam, you want to expand on that theory? Yeah, if anything, like I don't, you know, I'm terrible at the technicals part of it, but yeah, from you know my understanding, Marmalade or the protocol that they're releasing for NFTs, it's really just you know it's it's kind of something that I've noticed with Kadena as well is that for their you know the way that they work is they really just want to you know, look at what's happening in the market, look at what's happening around and really do everything just better. You know, it's like, as soon as they started talking about Marmalade and they released their, I think it was like a part, a two part uh, document that you can find just kind of briefly talking about it. And it was published by, by Stuart um, Popejoy. And, um, and it, in reality, it breaks down to, it will have kind of that true ownership where, the chaos that we've seen ensue with open C and fake accounts and so on and so forth, fake NFTs, you know, bad purchases, whatever, what have you, all of that is really solved with the way that they're going to be changing it as far as the NFT actually being attached to the blockchain, but as well, the royalties structure will be built into the blockchain and the metadata as well. So you won't have to worry about a marketplace promising to pay you your royalties basically so for for the smaller people that royalties really matter you know it's like the people who are selling their one of one painting for maybe a hundred dollars and then 10 years from now it sells for ten thousand well they will get that money you know and so it's it's that kind of thing is really like that's what I've noticed that really is going to switch the game up. And then as well, you know, the multi-signature so the way you know, you, so the on way and so forth. Before we jump to that, like, so the way you described it, um, like the very definition of even like having to have a marketplace, not totally relevant. Cause soon as you, your NFT changes hands with somebody else um, on the network, then the royalty uh, situate the royalty gets taken care of at the time of any kind of like movement from one wallet to the other, I guess, huh? Uh, so no yeah, how much yeah, exactly. Pay, no matter how much you pay for it, is it, I wonder if it's like you pay for just a transfer or you pay if there's like an actual sale of the NFT or if there's a, it recognizes the difference between those two things. Yeah, and that's definitely where the technical side of it, as I said, gets a bit over my head. But 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 yeah, no, it does. It works in some sort of like escrow way, too. I'll try and find the article and I'll maybe like share it or whatnot, because, yeah, it's it's like definitely one to read through. The people that will understand it will definitely understand it better than I did. But but yeah, that was, like I said, my understanding of it. And I just, you know, that's. 
you know, where for NFTs right now, we're, you know, just like crypto, we're so early and it's always that argument of like, it's a JPEG or it's not, it's something else. Right. And NFTs in my mind, from my, you know, film experience, it really can, you know, change the game in a lot of aspects. It's really just, you know, figuring out the proper ownership of stuff and, you know, and growing pains like anything else. So I think that that's where it really comes through is, they're kind of focused on that side of it. They're really like the true ownership side, making sure that people are all getting their royalties and so on, you know? So, but for now there is an actual NFT marketplace open on, uh, uh, on the platform, I guess. Not yet. That's the thing. So we've every, everyone's basically been waiting for marmalade. I think it got finalized like two, maybe two or three weeks ago now. So, okay. You know, like I've heard, I've I've heard stuff I'll say, but yeah, we're basically expecting the first marketplace launch. I'd say within the next month, you know, to, and it should be sooner than that, but that's, I'll say within the next month. So yeah, we've got a lot of projects that are ready and willing. We just, you know, we've had our first, uh, you know, we'll probably get into that later, but first IDO really like, you know, everything is so new on Kadena. It's crazy. Yeah, so I'll add something to that. Uh, Seafi, I know you were asking about the difference between just transferring an NFT and the actual sale. Like, because Marmalade is on-chain, how does it identify the difference between the two? So I believe that the, how Marmalade is built is with the idea of if it's a transfer, it's a sale. So basically, if I want to transfer to someone, then both, both parties can on-chain like not through a marketplace or anything. It's kind of like sending a token and you both come to agreement. So if you were going to transfer, it's like another wallet, you could do like a, a free transfer or something like that. Uh, as long as like, obviously the NFT contract by the owner doesn't, you know, uh, say you can't do that because that's how the on-chain uh, code works with Marmalade. So it's like a es- escrow swap of some kind. Basically. Yeah, and then that's, yeah, exactly. If, if funds are exchanged to pay for it, then there's a royalty element, but if you just like swap from one wild to the other, it's like, it doesn't do that. Maybe. Yeah. As yeah. long as, as long as it follows the rules of the actual uh, smart contract that the NFT it belongs to and both parties agree to it. Since we're all talking about NFTs right now, I don't know if you guys know about secret NFTs. So like, if anyone knows me, they know I'm like a freaking JPEG junkie. And I have NFTs all over the place, and I just love NFTs. I love helping out the communities. I love being a part of the different communities. I have so many freaking NFTs, but it's it is what it is. But like secret, what's what you guys are saying that, that I'm so bullish on secret. Just with like, we'll just use NFTs for an example. You can literally buy NFTs on secret, and it's it's they call them SNP twenty tokens. So basically, if you guys know what like Monero is. It's like you wrap your token up and essentially it's private. So when you're talking about transferring, I could transfer you uh, an NFT on secret network and no one on the blockchain will know. They use what's called deterministic encryption. So like there could be no bad actors and essentially you get a private key. So you could still release your information if you like, if you choose to do so. And then not only goes with just like NFTs, but that's like any financial transaction that you're on on secret network. So you know, we can you, we could parlay it into being like a hedge fund or an investment firm. And the way blockchain's currently constructed, 
it's not sustainable because if like Sefi ran a, ran a, um, you know, he had a hedge fund and I was his competition. Well, the way it is now, Sefi does all his transactions. Like, you know what? This guy's pretty brilliant. I'm just going to copy and paste every move he does. And then, you know, that's not sustainable. Just like in real life, like if I invest in something or if I send you something, the whole world doesn't know that I sent you it. So like secret network, they're pro- it's basically, if you think of like, if you guys know what Monero is, if you know what Cosmos is, if you don't, well, you're definitely going to find out today with what Cosmos is about. Um, it's Cosmos, it's like Ethereum and like Monero all put together in one big like blockchain. And um, like that technology is like, it's just so fascinating to me. Um, it, it needs to improve and it will improve. But it's one of the reasons that I'm like really like, that's like one of my pure passions is like secret, secret network because it's it's compliant too. It's not like it's this privacy token and like that's it. And you could just do all this like frivolous things and nefarious acts without anyone technically known. I mean, there's still record. You can release your records, but the whole world just doesn't know. So like if I wanted to send you money or whatever, I can wrap it and send it to you and the whole world doesn't know, even if I wanted to send you. So, you know, like if you guys get, get over to IBC and they say they would have like SKDA, I could send you Kadena and no one else, you wouldn't even know. I could just send it to you and you wouldn't even know where it came from. It would just go into your wallet. It's pretty badass. And then you can unwrap it. So like what Secret does is you would be able to see that I interacted with a contract, but you wouldn't know where it came from or how much that that contract was. So like if you bought an NFT for $500, it's not going to say, hey, this person bought it for $500, then he sold it for $700 and he made $200. Now the record would still be there if you want to release it. But um, that's kind of one of the reasons I really like Secret Network when it comes to just like, just, we'll just use like NFTs for an example. So, And I think uh, Up had a hand up a second ago. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead, Up. His question. Hey, what's up, everybody? Hey. I just wanted to comment about the NFTs on Kadena as well. I, I'm, I was looking at the Marmalade website uh, while everybody was talking and, and uh, just to expand on how the ledgers work on the way that when you, the, everybody's referring to the royalties and how the NFT is set up and um, that's exactly what Marmalade does is allow the customization of the protocol of, of the NFT or the code. Um, and it allows single polyfungical ledgers to be, to follow that um, NFT. So if, I, I guess right now, and I don't interact much on the Ethereum network with, with NFTs at all, but apparently it's a black box where if you move from one network or one, um, like ERC-20 or 721 or 1155, it's like a black box where they don't follow each other. Um, when Stuart and Will were developing Marmalade, that was kept in mind where this could move across the Kadena platform and hopefully across the IBC platform where all of the, the ledger um, would remain intact and all of those royalties and everything that uh, Cameron was, t- was speaking to would follow uh, for the life of the NFT, which is, which is I guess, a groundbreaking um, evolution in this in NFTs. It's a first time thing. So I just wanted to expand on that. And then someone else said, is there, it was Cephi or Cephi about uh, what NFT marketplaces are already on Kadena. And Marmalade is not out yet, but there, there are, um, or there is one called Galenas.io where there are chicken um, NFTs that you can breed and um, there's different rarities and how they're, what, what, what the chickens are wearing, but you can buy and sell and, and um, already interact on the Kadena blockchain in that marketplace. And then I believe um, Kitty Cat could token or Kitty Cat NFTs also has their own um, portal which will allow you to log in and interact with your NFT, um, which there are some other perks there, but uh, Kadena will allow you to put your your NFT platform on it. They just haven't enabled the Marmalade protocol yet. 
So nice. nice. Cool. So what I was gonna maybe do real quick, just because there's probably people in the audience that uh, you know don't really sort of like know what these different blockchains actually are. <laughs> just a quick overview, just from my understanding, is uh, uh, for starters, uh, what Cosmos basically is: it's the ability to create sovereign chains for any application that you feel like producing. So Osmosis is a, is a Dex by nature. Uh, Terra is a stablecoin, sort of like you know money printing press by its nature. Um, what else? Uh, you have things like Secret Network, which have special features that are privacy related. You have um, you know DVPN, which is like a way to pay for and interact with like a, a, a VPN network that's you know sort of like crypto financing in the background. So all these interesting sort of like Cosmos chains have their own little features. Uh, I think the reality is that not everyone's going to need all of those. So there are going to be features like uh, NFTs you might find on Juno or Secret or Terra. You might find you know certain very specific services like Akash for paying for cloud computing and different things. So uh, don't get too confused about all that. And then um, the ability to connect to all these things really, really easily um, is kind of like the nice thing about uh, these systems. Um, and then Kadena, the big thing is uh, it's a proof of work system, not proof of stake, and it uh, is designed to be a decentralized uh, public blockchain, which is uh, theoretically infinitely scalable with basically a graph style uh, setup called ChainWeb, and uh, you have finality that's very quick uh, across the you know like the closest parallel chains to your particular chain you're interacting with and then finality occur, can occur over a period of time um but you get like instantaneous uh um sort of like transaction speeds and that's scalable to a very large extent uh and those chains can be sort of like the imagine sort of like the avalanche parachains to some extent or think of it from the perspective of like polka dot parachains except this is a much more sort of integral um, security function, uh, and maybe uh, like more secure because of its proof of work function, as well as having um, some uh, uh, the the specialty feature of Cadena. I think addition to that is it has its own uh, Turing incomplete uh, programming language that's used called Pact, which um, basically is a highly secure sort of like human readable um, type of language so that it can be audited by anyone from a lawyer to a corporation to whoever. And um, uh, so there, there's some interesting features of this network uh, from speed and scalability that, you know, once you have something like UST from Terra and it's, you know, now on osmosis, it's going to be on CADEX, then what you're going to end up being able to do is you're going to be able to jump around from one chain to the other for whatever feature you think you need. And that's why sort of I brought up the NFT point earlier on, because like the way one of the cross-chain applications people are doing a lot of is their NFT shopping, right? So like, oh, can I get some on Cadena? Can I get some on Secret or on Terra or whatever? And you're not, you know, you don't really necessarily, you just want the art, let's say. You, you're, you're perfectly fine shopping wherever for it, right? So there, but there'll be other sort of applications that are highly specific that will emerge um, like maybe a high frequency trading platform might be better off on like Cadena because of speed, for example, or maybe, you know, secret has some cool shit because you need the privacy features or you might need, you know, whatever, right. There might be really, really great investing opportunities with like 
Nebula Protocol and Terra, for example. And just so you, I think what this is going to do is create you a huge variety of different things you could do with your money. Um, and it's just a, like the ecosystem broadly. I don't think you're going to even notice the difference between where you actually are. Like you're not going to notice the difference in what the hell you're actually using in the background because the wallets are like increasingly connecting to everything. And that's really cool. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And I do. One of the reasons I love NFTs is just what you stated. A lot of people, they don't have any sort of allegiance to some sort of particular blockchain. They do just like, man, this is some cool ass art or I like this. And then they find out how to do that just from art. And like you said, there's going to be so many different applications and it's all about options. Whether I use those particular options or not, I just like the fact that those those are going to be available. And I had a question for the Kadena guys. Like, So when Mermelade comes out, are they going to have their own token or how does that work? I, I I believe they would say no. Marmalade is just the name for the protocol, basically. Like their token, I think it's like a KIP seven something something kind of thing. Don't quote me on that. But but basically, Marmalade is their own protocol that then you know everyone's going to be able to build upon. I believe anyone who wants to make a token, they would be doing it on Pact. I believe, okay. but. Again, I'm not a dev. I'm just an actor guy yeah, turned crypto. <laughs> like so, yeah. One of the things that I really like about like IBC, for example, is pretty soon when Interchange Security comes out with with Atom, uh, which is the OG of Cosmos, you're going to be able to like basically use any asset to do anything. So like Osmosis is like the Dex on um, like IBC. And pretty soon they don't actually have fees right now. Like you could just do transactions with no gas, but eventually they'll turn it on and you'll be able to just choose whatever token that's IBC enabled. And like right now, I think there's like 40, 43 or 44 L1 blockchains. Like they're all sovereign, but soon you'll be able to just use whatever gas that you want, basically like throughout the whole entire ecosystem, which is going to be. Yeah. And, you know, and combining ThorChain, which hopefully ThorChain has a Cadena um, integration as well, you'll be able to use. Um, a service like Rango, for example, and that's going to connect to, say, all these different chains, all the way from Bitcoin to UST to whatever. And you're going to be able to like click a button and say, "Hey, I want my, I want UST to become Bitcoin, or I want, you know, KDA to become Bitcoin, or vice versa." You're going to be able to just the click of a button, and uh, you get all these like wild wallet integrations and cross-chain dexes. Um, and, uh, it's just going to make life's going to be a lot easier about a year from now, I think. Yeah. And not only, like, not only that as like an investor and if like you're a hodler of like KDA, I mean, that's only going to, to me, it's only appreciating your, your asset because it's a pain in the ass if it's only on like a centralized exchange because they do IOUs and they don't even have the tokens there and it's a bunch of bullshit. And then once you can get paired with like UST or whatever type of pairings, you know, if you get over on like osmosis and you have it with an Osmo pair, the your value is just going to go up. You, you, it's like what's cool about IBC is like it's like an instantaneous network effect. So you'll get, you'll be seen by so many people. They'll be like, oh, what's this? And they might not even know what KDA is, but they'll they'll find out because it's like once you become a part of IBC, you, you, 
essentially you're going to be found out about like it, there's a lot to know like right now i said like there's like 43 or 44 but i have a general idea of pretty much every single one and what they do and what they can offer and that would be the same way like oh what's this token and then people will find out about it so that that, that would be really good well yeah and the sweet thing too with like kepler how it just instantly connects to like whatever chain you need it to connect to and the second you like put an address in it just sends it to that exact chain whether it's like you said juno or osmosis or or whatever you need and then throw it into osmosis and swap it or chuck it in a liquidity pool and then i remember coming over from eth when you guys like onboarded me onto ibc and i was like holy it's like essentially free and it goes from one chain to the next in like a matter of seconds it was yeah it's pretty insane yeah and that's the goal of it it's the, like like Sefi was saying you know, when we're like right now, when you're on Web two, you type in a website, you hit enter. You don't, you don't care how it, how it's getting there. That's how IBC is going to be. You're just going to use it, and, and you're not even going to know what's going on. But it's just going to work. You know, you'll be able to just have your Kepler up, do swaps, switch, switch. You know, they'll use they'll use Osmosis for their decks or or whatever. You know, all the other decks whatever the best price is. And you're not even going to know. It's just going to swap. You're going to be able to do whatever you want. This is basically the way I look at it. I always say customer experience. Like the customer experience is going to be so good. It already is. And it's just going to keep improving, especially once these um, wallets, you know, get up to par. Like right now, in general, in crypto, we have a wallet problem. And the reason why is because, one, they're usually small teams. And, two, there's really no money to be made making wallets. So, But that's all going to improve over time. I mean, I'm very interested to see what, where this all goes in one, one year from now, basically. So my experience actually lies in wallets, specifically with multi-asset wallets, uh, coming from uh, just finishing my run as managing director of Koinami Wallet. So having that experience gives kind of an overview on this, and we're really seeing uh, values of wallets go up by really exponential rises, similar to Phantom Wallet and all these other wallets that are wrapping around the ecosystems. And I think something that that's really notable right now with the protocols we're seeing evolve is that we're kind of advancing adoption with these technologies, just like when personal computers started to emerge and kind of look the same. Um, these protocols are enabling a lot of, of humanism brought to the blockchains and creating these kind of personal ecosystems that everyone can kind of get uh, you know, emotionally invested in, in, in the progress of projects, in the progress of their chains. Uh, but you can still send the email between the Mac and the PC, the infrastructure is there. Um, so that's just something that IBC is really enabling and and I think is really going to affect different people coming into crypto for a bunch of different applications. Yeah. And if you just think about it, like I try to use metaphors, but imagine if every human spoke the same language, like how far along we probably would be by now, that there would be no communication barriers since day one. And that's kind of what the, what IBC does. It's like a universal language and there's instant access and instant data going back and forth and back and forth. And, and you, and it's just, it's like, that's just kind of the way it is. Like everything's like, I try to explain yeah. to people, if you're, if you're not in IBC, you're just like a sovereign blockchain out like, like an Island or whatever. And you're just like stranded and you can't send data or packets or information to another Island because every other Island speaks a different language. Well, IBC, every, all of it's the same language basically. Yeah. Like an example of where like these connections are sitting and you may not even realize it. Uh, take for example, uh, uh, osmosis. It's a DEX, but it's running on a decentralized cloud called Akash. Take Anchor Protocol on Terra, and you you wouldn't even know by using it that it's running on uh, like a whole cadre of flux nodes. And I didn't notice it until they announced it like a few weeks back. And community members actually decided to 
you know, run a- Anchor Protocol's front end and, you know, uh, nodes on Flux. And next thing you know, it's like this massive decentralized system that's almost impossible to shut down. Um, in addition to whatever validators and nodes are already running, you know, in the first place. So then, um, you know, additionally, you know, when I talked to Daniel, he's like, oh, yeah, you know, the Zellcore wallet's going to have UST uh, and we're going to have native Terra pretty soon. And, um, you know, then, uh, you know, I was like, oh, wow, okay. And then, you know, Zellcore, I didn't really realize was going to be doing all that. I figured, hey, it's a Cadena wallet. And, um, you know, I didn't even know it was created by the same people that created Flux for that matter. And so all these little um, sort of like uh, connections that are happening um, that you don't even realize are happening in the background uh, are quite exciting. Yeah, I mean, you know, me, I'm IBC Maxi when it comes to interoperability, I think they solved it. So like I always say, whenever there's blockchains out there, I feel like it, it makes no sense. To not have that, uh, you know, to be connected in one way or one shape or another. So, oh, you know what, Haas? Br- describe briefly to everybody the difference between IBC and a, like what you people think of as bridges, because I think that's an important distinction. Okay, so like IBC is it's consisted of sovereign blockchains, and the way that all these blockchains they essentially they communicate with one another. It, it's 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 like a, like I was saying earlier, it's like a language. And what it does is it's like a relayer algorithm. It's like a physical connection with all these different chains. And, and basically, like the off-chain processes is like responsible for relaying data between two chains running the IBC protocol. And basically what it does, it scans the state of each chain. It constructs appropriate data and, and it executes them on opposite chains and allows like for the protocol. So like, it, it's hard to explain it uh, simplest, simplistically, but it's like the same language. And the way that data is sent over from one to another, it's called relayers. And the way to think of like a relayer is like a postal service, a digital postal service. And it's infrastructure. And um, like IBC, you know, there is a lot of infrastructure for it. But, you know, there's no it, – it, you send the data over, the other chain already knows exactly what it is. So like all these different chains are communicating simultaneously all the time. So if you have like 100 Juno on um, – We'll just say it was on Terra. And then you want to send that same 100 Juno over from Terra to Osmosis. It already knows. And there's no prefixes in front of it. It's not like, okay, well, now you send this Juno and it's like, it's uh, T Juno because it was on Terra. It's just Juno. And it, it's awesome. Like, it's really, it's really convenient when it comes to that. Hey, Haas, you mind if I uh, try to explain IBC? Yeah, and B does a really good job of explaining it, and uh, like he like last time he used like car parts and stuff, which was really good. <laughs> yeah, good. Um, so just like a just an easy way to understand it is, um, IBC is more so is like uh, two chains have a hand, and they are able to just come together and actually shake hands, and uh, through the shaking of hands, they pass the information, pass the tokens. Um, I'm not going to go too deep right now, but the difference between that and a bridge. Is whereas a bridge is almost like you have to find a third party middleman. Um, and so the third party middleman receives the tokens from one chain and then gives the tokens to the other chain. So that third party middleman becomes the point of vulnerability. Whereas IBC, because the two chains are actually reading their own blockchains, um, during that handshake process, they sync up the blocks. And then through syncing up the blocks, they pass on the asset and confirm on both chains before. Um, solidifying that 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 IBC transaction was done. Well, also, 
I was going to say also on a bridge, you, you don't, like you said, you don't have your actual on the other chain. Like that third party has to lock it up and basically give you like a B asset or whatever, some sort of like, yeah, you, you, you don't actually have your assets anymore. Whereas Cosmos is just back and forth. Yeah, exactly. And to like add to that point of it, because I'm sure people know about bridges and how there's been hacks. Well, like the IBC protocol, you know, it's a blockchain that can only record the intention of that data. So when you're sending it over, it doesn't have like the direct access of the network layer to change anything. So that's what the difference is. Like even if you like, I guess even if you technically hacked, you can't do anything because it's all that data and information's bouncing back and forth, and it'll just know like this is this is not the the action that was supposed to happen. So there's like no way of getting in. Based, I, I don't want to say no way, but from my experience of knowing the tech, and I'm not like I don't build, but I just like study this stuff, and I've heard so many people that are really brilliant that build, and anyone that I've talked to, even people that are outside of IBC and they're building. They always say like interoperability is IBC. And for people out there that don't understand, so most of the people that built Tendermint, which is which is uh, what started Cosmos, is they all came over from Ethereum. They they understood the the pitfalls and the limitations that um, Ethereum had, and they basically just said we're going to do it on our own. And that's that's kind of how IBC started. Yeah, that's um actually kind of similar to the Cadena story. So, um. The two founders of Cadena, Stuart Popejoy and Will Martino, they uh, came from JP Morgan's blockchain division. So they were interviewing uh, a lot of blockchain company representatives, and they've talked to Vitalik and others. Uh, and they were trying to see which blockchain fit JP Morgan for what they were, you know, what they were working on. And they saw the limitations of Ethereum and other blockchains. So. Uh, they built the first blockchain. Uh, I think it was called. I think actually, this is kind of a coincidence. Called Juno, not the same as the Cosmos Juno chain, but uh, same name. And after that, they I think they left and they started Cadena, seeing the limitations of Ethereum. So yeah, that's one similarity. And then I also like to point out, uh, you brought up uh, like user experience, right? Like customer experience when it comes to cosmos and how i shouldn't have to think about what i'm doing the blockchain should just handle it for me which is kind of the goal when it comes to mass adoption and i think cadena is also focused on that because uh as you guys may know cadena is a very low cost uh blockchain like low gas fees and there's actually a feature where the contract deployer can set up a wallet and then it'll pay for the gas fees from the customer side so I can just submit a transaction. I don't have to worry about gas or anything like that. So I think that's also another similarity with Cosmos. And I think it can bring a lot to the Cosmos ecosystem with that. That's awesome. So uh, I forget, I was just about to ask you something about Kadena. So is there anywhere where you can see like the the, the analytics of, I, don't, I guess, like how many people are running nodes or, or mining, I should say? Is there anywhere to see that information? Yeah. That's at, I'm, I'm going to find, it's at Anodite. I'll I'll send it and uh, I'll tweet it out right now. All right, cool. Yeah, I'm always like studying analytics and like how many people are actually mining and how how lucrative it could potentially be if you're so say mining twenty four seven on one like one machine or if you had multiple machines and. Yep, yep. I'm tweeting it out right now. That's the website. 
Well, yeah. Um, as a, yeah, as my, a minor, as a, hey, did minor availability improve on that front? Maybe you can ask answer that question after we you say whatever you're about to say. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Um, oh no, I was just going to say, as a minor, from what I've seen about our analytics, what people post and all that is if you pay attention to, you know, the hash rate, basically, if the hash rate is growing, then something is happening behind the scenes. A lot of people have zero clue what's going on with Kadena, but when you look at our hash rate, it keeps on rising, just like Bitcoin did back in the day. So a lot of people are hinting to things, you know, but it's one of those things where I always put it to Stuart and the team have their tokens locked, I believe, for 10 years. So that alone should instill some hope that Which if you buy a miner in the next little unheard bit, of in crypto, by the way. It'll, it'll last. You know what I mean? Yeah. Most, most teams hold their tokens for six months to a year, and that's about it. And then they're cashing out. If you're holding your token, and I think they have a very small, like, I think it's like 5% or something like that is held for the team, and it's locked for 10 years. So, you know, the mining, I believe the total supply is supposed to be mined out in the next hundred years i could be wrong about that as well but so again if you're getting into it now you're pretty much good for your generation you know and probably your kids and your grandkids you know so yeah basically it's pretty cool the only thing what uh, i believe sefi was going to allude to is like i got into mining cadena in last year right around march so right around the bubble and asics i chose to go for and it was like one of five decisions at that time. Kadena was worth like, uh, I think the all time high was like a buck 30 or something like that. And it was sitting right underneath that. And I chose to go with that. Little did I know seven months later, we were going to go to $20 and now miners are relatively unreachable. I guess you could say for the normal person. Um, What's nice is I think like we're, I think as far as miners, as far as ASICs go, we're only on generation three of miners where you can look at, you know, Bitcoin or sorry, Bitmain and Antminer. They've released like, I think it's 10 generations now of miners. So we're still very new as far as Kadena ASICs coming out, you know, their, their power rates are different, so on and so forth. But there's still only two manufacturers that is changing. Um, I know of one. They they just you know released their thing. I, I think a few weeks ago now. Um, so there's you know there's high demand for miners. There's a, a lot of people want to get into mining Kadena. I mean it's kind of one of those things. You look online at what's making money, and all the Kadena miners are making money. So everyone wants to buy them, right? But you know, it's it's one of those things where as the adoption comes, as the mass adoption comes, hopefully more companies will see the use of getting into making Kadena miners, which is happening. Um, we just got to kind of like push for it as a community as well, you know. Um, but luckily, you know, we just got to kind of wait. We're still early. So it's one of those things. Hey, just a cool little fact here. I'm looking at your uh, blockchain explorer right now. Um, you guys are averaging about 90 quadrillion hashes a second on, on Cardano. So that's just an insane number. Um, and then to also add to your point, you were talking about proof of work and hashing and getting into ASICs. 
Um, a lot of people kind of trash talk Bitcoin for that as far as uh, proof of work goes and Cosmos is really big on proof of stake. Uh, my job before this, I was actually started off as a furnace technician and then I worked up into just all types of machines and heating, cooling, you name it. Um, but with the proof of work stuff, you can actually set up because that stuff generates a lot of heat. Um, and so if we're looking at adoption and integration into people's everyday lives, you know, one day we can just have like space heaters where you just plug in a space heater into your wall and this stuff will help mine these networks that we hold so vital to ourselves. And that could be putting money into the homeowner's pocket, or you could even put it into the furnace itself and then heat up your house. Um, that would cut costs as far as electricity goes, which would be better for the environment, specifically because instead of doing both mining and running heat, you would just switch over to where the mining is taking up all these heating options. Yeah, I think so that you're also oh, oh go ahead, Kobe. So if you're also on Kadena, um, one of the other layers of decentralization is the chain web mining client, uh, which really adds a whole another layer of decentralization onto the reward system of mining so that individuals can benefit just the same if they're mining through a large centralized pool um, through this really interesting protocol that's now been proven and used, launched by um, I think blockchain Doug on Twitter. Yeah, it is. And as well, I believe it's one of those things where um, the, one of the main issues with Bitcoin is its difficulty and the fact that it does, you know, it raises and so on and so forth. As far as how it works, it inherently will just need more power to figure itself out because it's going to be harder to solve where Kadena, as it scales, as our hash rate grows, the difficulty across the network from my understanding will also remain the same. So our power usage won't rise in, you know, that common sense of, you know, if I have a machine today and a machine in five years, that machine will still technically work around the same. It might be dead by then, but, you know, that's kind of what I'm saying is in 10 years, we won't be like a monolith, you know, and that's in reality, the, the power cost of Bitcoin alone is, is, you know, tiny compared to most of our worldly industries. So, you know, that's for a different conversation, but, but yeah, so that's another good part of the mining basically is uh, Kadena is very green forward. they also have like a green initiative where if you're like a solo miner running your solo pool that Kobe was just talking about, and you're able to prove that you are using renewable energy, they will actually have I can't remember how they explained it but there's basically going to be a sort of rewards system where you will be rewarded more for being a green miner as well so they're kind of it leads to what I said earlier is they look at all these issues that are combating you know a lot of these major chains and they figure out an issue for it right now you know it's like okay everyone's worried about power let's make a green initiative you know so on and so they, they just keep adding better features to you know from in my perspective for the future you know not for right now let's deal with it now and get it over with it's like no let's do it right and then we'll be good for the rest you know <laughs> like we don't have to worry about it in 15 years or five years or two years you know so it just made me think of uh, we have a we have a blockchain called Region Network. It's all about carbon credits and like green initiatives. 
I think B knows a lot about it. Maybe that'd be awesome somehow if if Kadena and Region can collaborate whenever you guys get over here. Um, I I actually do have a question about that hash rate. If someone has an answer for that, um, the way that they they scale that is that by introducing new chains to help reach consensus yeah. instead of just increasing the difficulty. Yeah, it is. So basically, uh, like C5 said earlier, uh, it's through graph theory. That's what ChainWeb is based on. So right now, there are 20 chains on Cadena. So think of it like avalanche chains, like avalanche subnets, right? Uh, the X chain, C chain, P chain. But uh, also, it's kind of hard to manage with 20, obviously. So the Cadena team are working on... I think it's, I'm, I'm going to call it like a chain agnostic system. So we're already seeing that put to work by uh, decentralized applications today, like KD Launch, which is a launchpad on Cadena. They just announced their DEX coming, their, their DEX coming soon. And it's going to have chain agnostics. So let's say I'm on Cadena's chain one and I want to buy a token that's on chain five. Basically, what I can do is, I just put in the trade on chain one and they handle the chain transfers on the back end. So that way I don't have to worry if I'm on uh, chain X or chain, or chain Y. I can just interact with Cadena and not have to worry, which is obviously also a goal of Cosmos, which is, I think of Cosmos as like a cert or, or, not, or not a search engine. I would say a browser uh, in a way that I can connect to all these different sites and not have to really worry. You know, right? Yeah, I'm looking. It, it looks like, you know, four blocks into this main chain, all these micro chains are like woven together into one big massive cluster. That's the chain web. It's all interlinked. So when one chain sends a transaction, it interacts with all the chains around it. I think what the, if you look at their graph theory is every chain is within two hops from each other, and then as you add more horizontal chains, because each chain is its own blockchain that's interacting um, and then as packed or the, the smart contract packed as as coins are being um, sent from one chain to the next packed is telling one one coin or one chain to burn that those amount of coins to add them onto the next chain um, and someone started I, I don't remember who it was alluded to it earlier was talking about the new uh, or what's being worked on next with packed which is to make it seamless because right now with with uh, new people especially getting into crypto having all these different chains and trying to interact with them is tough we see it right now with um as swap and with cadex being on different chains and people trying to buy um uh, hype which is another launch pad that's out they get confused with where their funds are and so the wallets on um Kadena and wallets around this is something that kepler will probably do for us once we get on ibc we'll be able to interact with all the chains as one so where the user experience will just seeing accumulation of all the chains and won't have to worry about jumping from one chain to the next in order for it to display their funds or to be able to interact with that DAP. Um, so yeah, sorry if I just interjected, but I figured I'd give some alpha. No, yeah, that. that for sure helps. That's a, yeah, that's exactly what agnostic um, you know, chain hierarchy really comes down to. And it's in, again, increasing that usability and adoption rate of the blockchain. Yeah, I think as the uh, 20 chain grid stands at it is right now, I think they've mentioned before that when you send a regular transaction, it at least bounces off of two other chains, I think, minimum in its grid form. And that's why as well, 
as it it's it, it's an amazing feature of chain web and the fact that as they scale when they need to to 40 to 120 to however many chains that number grows so it gets harder to you know hack it gets more secure as it scales but the throughput actually also increases without bogging down any of the system so like they literally you know and they proved it i think early last year when they did scale they scaled from 10 to 20 chains just you know overnight kind of thing well i don't know about overnight i could be wrong about that but they did no it was was with the little button so there you go. So they proved that it's not theoretical. They can do it and it worked. And so they're ready. And they've said in the last few spaces, Stuart and uh, Will themselves, that they're ready to scale. They just need apps to come to Kadena and demand the scalability and then they'll scale, you know. So it's it's uh, it's interesting prospects for the future, for sure. So uh, we had some Samir. Uh, he just hopped off. He had his hand up. But uh, yeah, just everyone out there, I know there's been a lot of requests. Um, I'll try to get to everyone as soon as I can. We have Kadena Life. Go ahead, Kadena Life. Or no, Technic, you were first. Go ahead, Technic. Go ahead, Technic. Well, hey, guys, how's it going? Um, I absolutely love Kadena so much, and it's even making me more bullish on it, the fact that you kind of know that you should be in the Cosmos spaces. That's it's so awesome. Um so basically, I feel kind of embarrassing asking this question, but I'm just a shameless DJ. I jumped into the Kadena Discord when you guys like first launched the Kadena Kong, and I didn't, I, I didn't complete all the all the things. But I'm very much involved in the community. I tell people about Kadena all the time, and I'm actually even I have Chainweaver on my computer right now, and I'm planning on doing some mining. So maybe that gets me a whitelist spot for a Kong. If Kongs are in here, uh, oh, they're in here. I <laughs> uh, just wanted to reset the room. Actually, Kadena Bulls is in here. They're doing a whitelist. I actually am doing it. I'm not trying to show them, but they're pretty cool. And I love NFTs. So if you guys want to join after the show, I'm going to announce the 10 winners for their whitelist. But yeah, I love NFTs. So I'll give them a quick shout out too. So back to Kadena, like, how is the tokenomics similar to? I know it's 1 billion max. But how is it similar? Do you guys do like a thirding or a halfening or how does that work? Yeah, there's one emission happening that happens, I believe, in 2023. And it was from the new emissions that I actually sent you that Medium article yesterday. I don't know if you can pin it um, for everybody that shows all the tokenomics that was updated. But it's kind of like a halving. It's not really a halving. And it's only one where it just reduces the emissions. In the beginning, emissions are pretty high. Um, and to get the coins out because it's a new blockchain. It's launched in 2019 like ethereum and all the rest of them you got to put a lot of coins out there to get circulation going um but then after 2023 it scales off i believe right now it's like one i know each block is 1.08 coins um but i think and i believe it's like 1 million coins per day and it goes down to about 800,000 but you'll have to take a look at the article to get the exact numbers nice and i was going to say i don't really pin stuff on my show i just get so paranoid that it's just going to rug me so i just like kind of roll with the roll with the okay to speak but yeah i'll definitely check that out and i have just a question to put camera on a spot you said you were um mining i don't know i guess pre five dollars did you take any profits when it just rocketed straight up to like 25 dollars? that's what i want to know 
be, be honest. Oh, oh, I'll be honest. I my first month of mining was in September, and I mined a thousand Kadena, and the the profits quickly went down. And I took, uh, we went to three dollars and fifty cents, I think. And I was like, hey, that's going to pay for my next three months of mining. I think that's awesome. And I sold. And then, like two weeks later, we were at like twenty dollars, and I was like. Well, I just missed out on like eighteen thousand dollars. That's dope. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, I remember, remember saying it. I was like, "What the hell?" It just went well, straight up. What's even worse is that a week after that, or like a week or two before that, we had options to buy new miners through our Kadena mining uh, like Telegram group, and it was for the K one that came out from IBLink, and they were eight thousand US. Two weeks later, those same machines were reselling used for 35,000 US. So with my first month's mining, I could have bought two of those, but I didn't and I wasn't able to. <laughs> it's like, damn it. And I, this is not financial. Hey, Haas. What's up? Uh, I've, got, I've got a drop off. So uh, it's been great hanging out. Uh, so uh, yeah, carry on. Maybe see you on Sunday. Yeah, be cool. Doing. All right, so you have a good one. Take care. So I was going to say, not financial advice, but to be honest with you, it's always good to invest in uh, not obviously crypto because it's technology, but but anything part related with computers. So I used to build computers and I got lucky. I built my personal computer right before COVID happened. Like I, I was like, all right, I was doing some shopping. I'm like, all right, I see a nice graphics card. At the time, I got a 2080, uh, I think it's a yeah, 2080 Super. And I got all the parts, you know, little by little. And then I built my computer. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to build my wife one as well. And I'll wait a little bit. I was like, I, I could have got all the parts again, but I just didn't feel like spending more money. I was like, you know what? I'll just wait till, uh, till you know, before Christmas of the next year. Well, COVID happened. And then it was literally impossible to buy parts. So to be honest with you, I eventually just had to get one of those pre-built uh, website services to, because I couldn't find anything. And and I had enough of sitting there and trying to buy graphics cards. And I, I just had enough of that. I didn't have time to be sitting there worried, worried about trying to buy like a graphics card. But yeah, I mean, if you invest into like rigs that you can mine and stuff, I mean, it's just, it's just like basically investing in yourself. You're going to make your money back. I mean, I, I know for just mining a little bit here and there on some stuff. And yeah, I mean, I, I, the computer that I built, it's pretty powerful and I just mined some stuff and I think I probably probably got my money back from how much I put into my computer. So it's like, I'm just free rolling. And not only that, so when, when that all happened and, and COVID happened, I could have literally sold my computer that I put in, say I put like two G's in it. I could have sold it for like 4,500 probably. And it was used, but I was like, no, nah, cause I, I need it, you know, but that's, what's crazy about computers. Like it's just, well, it's, it's basically a moneymaker. That's what it really is. So that's just my little tidbit there. But um, go ahead. So I started mining um, back in March of last year. So probably a little bit before Cameron and I didn't sell one coin. So there you go. Well, at least, you, <laughs> nice. but yeah, but I mean, nice. yeah, you got a, you got a bunch of, you got a bunch of tokens at least, but it, I mean, the only problem with KDA, even still right now, it's kind of annoying that you can't just like make moves, you know, like if, like if it was on like a, like an osmosis, you could just swap it to anything instantly. You know, now you have to worry about 
I know you guys, mostly you guys probably all use Gate, but, you know, it's on uh, all those centralized exchanges. I think Gate's pretty good, though, but most of them, they just do, like, IOUs. And, and even with, like, Adam, so one of the things that we do is just, hey, everyone, get your freaking coins off of centralized exchanges and just send them to your Kepler. Because, well, first of all, if for those out there that really aren't familiarized with uh, Cosmos, what's so the, what's so empowering about it is it really, for me, I think it's for the people. And a lot of these chains, what they do, as opposed to like reaching out for venture capitalist money, is they do airdrops. So, okay, well, you stake Adam, or you stake Osmo, or you stake Juno, or you stake Secret. Well, you'll qualify, you know, whatever their qualifications are, you can qualify for free, basically free money in a nutshell. Like, and you never know which token you're going to get that can, it can literally change your life. Like, I know uh, from staking, Osmo and Adam and I can't tell you how many free tokens and and a lot of them are like legit projects. It's not just like some crap. Like right now on IBC, pretty much every blockchain has a legitimate use case. I'm not saying they're all going to make it, but if you have a nice diverse portfolio and you pick a couple a couple winners, like I mean, you can fell on all the other ones and as long as you pick a couple winners out of that bunch, like it can change your life, man. Like honestly, um, so like a little backstory for the people who don't know me, I knew what crypto was and COVID happened. I got the, it was actually a blessing in disguise for myself. So like when COVID happened, I actually got laid off for a couple months and I was home for the first time in my life. And I was like, oh, you know, I was kind of just hanging out, playing video games, just, do, just messing around on the computer. And then I started to get into crypto and traditionally I was in all the, the other ones like Ethereum, Bitcoin, Cardano, all all the ones that if you don't do really any research and you just go on YouTube, you're just going to get shielded and just just basically guerrilla marketing and you're just going to click buy on all these other tokens. And, you know, I was doing okay. I had like XRP and a couple other ones, but it was, I think, June or so, end of June, there was a guy that I used to watch on YouTube and he was really cool. His name's GDLT. And basically... The way he did his show was he would just do the research on show, not scripted, and just try to find diamonds in a rough, so to speak. It would be all different chains. There was no alliance to any, there was no allegiance to anything. And it was the end of June, and I go, "Hey, man, like outside the top two hundred, what token has like you know what what token are you really looking at?" And instantly, he said osmosis. So you know, I asked him, "Hey, what is Osmosis?" He's like, "It's an AMA DAX. Think of Uniswap, but a lot better. It's going to be that for the whole entire Cosmos ecosystem." So lo and behold, right after the show, I did my research, and I'm like, "All right, I'm going to go over there." And at the time, it was brand new, so like the APRs were in the thousands. It was like a joke, and I'm thinking to myself, "Man, this is too good to be true. Like this has to be a scam." But I, you know, I threw some money at it. And then after I threw a little bit of money at it, I go, okay, well, I'm going to do the research. I'm going to see who the owner, like who the founder is, like what he did, where he came from, what school he went to, just basically doing all my research. And I, I, anyone out there as an investor, I mean, you should do your research. And that's a good part of it, see who the team is and, and where they came from and what they're doing. So like Sonny started it up and I did all my research on him, watched, listened to some podcasts, YouTube videos, did, did a lot of like medium ratings and all this stuff. I'm like, yeah, this is pretty legit. He came over from Ethereum, like he's Tendermint. It's like, this guy's brilliant. So, you know, then I was just, I was using it too. So like I used to use Uniswap and it was terrible. And I used Osmosis for the first time. And I was like, what have I been doing with my life? 
So basically, I just like backed the truck up. I have a decent job in real life. And I said to myself, if I lost everything, you know, it would suck, obviously. I would be really pissed, but I'm going to go for it. So I just threw everything in there. And this is back when like osmosis was like under $2. And then it shot up to like $11. But not only that, the APRs were so high. So like you're getting so many tokens and every single epoch. And what an epoch is, is every day at 1730 UTC, you get the Osmo rewards. And also if you're in certain pools, you'll also get like the external incentives. So I'm like just raking them in. I'm saying to myself, I was just going to keep compounding. Like I believe in IBC because I went down that rabbit hole and I'm like, this is legitimate technology. And I'm just, to me, I really don't look at USD values. Uh, if you're in it for the short term, obviously you need to, but I'm here for the long haul. And yeah, I mean, this market dip, if you're like, you looked at all time highs to this market dip, you're going to just make yourself nuts. You're going to be like, what the hell? Why didn't I just pull everything out? Like it's a huge swing, especially if you have a lot of skin in the game. And at this point, I feel like I have a decent amount of skin in the game, but I'm not here for short term. And, um, you know, I'm here for the long haul and this is like my passion. So that's kind of like my IBC story. And whenever you guys can get your token, like readily available throughout all these different DEXs and like IBC and wherever, it doesn't have to just be IBC, then really you'll see the real value of your token because it's not going to be restricted to just, you know, a couple centralized exchanges. So I'm looking, I'm hoping that for all you guys, you know, like even if someone out here is listening, it's like, oh, I'm never going to buy KDA. Well, I want everyone to win. So I don't care. I, you know, some people don't like Ethereum and all that. I want everyone to succeed. Do I, you know, I, am I going to buy Ethereum ever again? Probably not. But, you know, I don't want anyone to lose their money either. So that's kind of like my story about everything. But, um, Kadena Life, and if you had your hand up for a little bit. Hey guys, can you hear me? Oh, yeah, loud and Yeah, we can. Cool, cool. Well, my name is Damien. I, I've done a, a few videos. I, I just want to, I mean, I'm hearing all these stories, and I'm like, oh, my God, you got to hear this story. I bought Kadena at $27. So I had been doing my research. I had been reading everything about this thing. And then when, I, when, when the lights went out, I'm like, when, when the lights went on, I'm like, okay, bye. And I went, I aped in $27, and I got wrecked, as we know. But. The technology, and the more I learned about it, it didn't. I didn't make, put me into a panic. On the contrary, I just kept going deeper and deeper. I have a successful YouTube channel on on gardening, and because of Kadena, I switched <laughs> completely the YouTube channel to now do videos on Kadena. I've done a few videos on Kadena and Caddick and and Hypersense, and uh, and Kadena is just such an awesome community and I'm so glad that, that there's this conversation between Cosmos and Kadena happening because my cousin who's like an ultra genius the guy who consumes 10 books a day told me to ape in on Cosmos and um, and uh, it's uh, it's basically uh, I just can't this 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 partnership is, is perfect I think it's uh, uh, I'm just really excited to see this space happening right now so um, also check out my, my NFT collection that we're launching with, with a fine artist I represent. Uh, it's going to be awesome. I'm talking to a, now a game developer to do like a Mortal Kombat type of, of game with these clowns on the tightrope. Um, but uh, it all happened because of the space. I'm also one of these people that just risked, jumped, um, quit my job, and, and it's gone really well for me. So, so crypto has changed uh, so many lives for the better. And uh, and really helps to helps to support the creativity and uh, and these new minds 
and the people that that are willing and and the risk takers. So I just uh, I'm happy to be here at this point in the game. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad you stopped by and share that. I mean, yeah, I mean, crypto's changed my life. I'm sure it's changed a lot of people's lives. And uh, this is like why I kind of got into Kadena a little bit, and I wanted to learn more. Well, not only that, like a lot of the community members has been have been stopping by my show and bringing actual content and value to the show. So I'm like, yeah, I need to look into it. But I get to talk to a lot of developers and cosmos for some chains that aren't even out yet they're going to be coming out and i get you know i do a lot of calls like i'm on calls with people and essentially what i do is like a lot of the dirty work for the developers they're out there building and doing their thing and what i do is i just try to help everyone so whether that's just linking someone up with one another or whatever so i get a lot of calls and you know i've talked to multiple developers in cosmos and they've said good things about kadena so that also and i respect their opinions like i'm like yeah this guy's brilliant you know when it comes to technology and building him he's way more you know he's a lot more of a genius than i would be when it comes to something like that and i'm just a common sense guy and a money guy i'm I'm an accountant in real life and uh i just understand what what crypto is like what blockchains are i mean really all it is is a decentralized ledger and there's no middleman. That's essentially at the end of the day, that's kind of what a blockchain is. And then with like Cosmos, each sovereign chain has like its own uniqueness and value that it can bring to the table. And what I love about IBC and Cosmos in general is it's like one huge gang and there's no tribalism. And it's it's like we all got each other's backs. And um, it, that's that's one of the things that really it gets me going. I mean, like crypto and finding IBC has almost been a second part of my life. I don't want to say almost. It has been. It's been. It's been so much more fun than real life work. I do still work in real life, but I get to work. Fortunately, I get to work from home. And if my boss or anyone was like, "Hey, you need to come back to the office," which I don't see that happening, I would. I would obviously have to quit and tell them no because this is way more fun. And it's not even just like the financial aspect of it. It's just the the the, the knowledge every day. Like we do these shows and I get to learn, you know, it's like, I'm, I get to do something I love to do. It's fun. It's way more fun than working from some, you know, for some jerk boss basically all day long. So I'm glad that you got to share that. And I'm glad, you know, anyone out there listening, if you really get involved and you know your stuff and you do your research, it's not easy. You need to know what you're talking about. You need to know and understand what the technology is, be accountable. You can be a part of these, um, communities and then you never know what it's going to do like i started with um osmosis when it kind of first got going and i got really active to be honest with you people out there i never even had a telegram i didn't really know what it was i didn't have a uh, twitter until july and um i just knew like, i need these tools to understand and, and collaborate and um get instant information because especially in cosmos i'm sure kadena it's not going to be the first thing you find when you go out there and do research on like YouTube and stuff. It's going to be really hard to probably find. And what's fascinates about, fascinates me about both communities is the the appreciation for technology. And if you do your own research and you dig in, you're going to find that you know technology is always going to win at the end of the day. So, you know, when when you guys shared that the the founders or or whomever it was has their tokens locked up for ten years, I mean that's to me right there without even deep and diving in deep you're that's just a really um bullish signal to me that they they have that much um that much uh i guess a value and understanding and i want to say i don't want to say yeah confidence they have that much confidence that this is going to succeed so by that that's going to make me more confident you know i can give you examples 
I don't remember the name of the individual, but he was Steve Jobs' partner back in the day, and he sold his his share of Apple for I don't even know how much it was, maybe a couple, I don't know, maybe a few thousand dollars back in the day. We have a community member that actually sent it to me. But if he would have just held held on to that that particular amount that he had, he would have been like a billionaire. So you know, people understand, and and they're and I always tell people in these communities. The technology hasn't changed. Actually, it has. It's getting better and it's improving. So it's going to be here for the long haul. And you just got to invest in technology. The road is going to be bumpy. I mean, it goes for anything. Like if you would have been old enough to invest in Apple, Google, Microsoft, Amazon, all those guys when they just first got going, there it wouldn't. It wasn't uncommon for an eighty percent retraction. You just had to hold on, man. Just be like, I believe in this. I. You know, and you can't worry about it. It sucks. No, I wish everything just kept going up and it never went back down. But that's just the reality that we're all dealing with. I mean, if we we all believe it. So we just got to hold on, be smart, don't over leverage yourself. And, um, you know, and, and, and also, I know for my example, I, went, I go 12, 15 hours a day. Sometimes you just need to take a little break, get some air, go outside. Don't don't worry about crypto; it's not going anywhere. So that's that's what I'll just give us some uh, advice on. But we got. I, I got a quick question. Good. Uh, since we're talking about Kadena and uh, IBC, does anyone know? Is there any coins that can transfer right now? Or is there any type of bridge where we could kind of seamlessly go in between the two ecosystems? Well. Hey, Oh, um, go ahead and pick that you up. Got a response. Yeah, I was going to talk on that. Yeah, go for it. Oh, okay then. Uh, so I think Cadena uh, was actually working on Cadena Mint a while ago, which is you might recognize. That's, ex- from- that's exactly what I was going to talk about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and they're making I, I just saw that on our main page too, so I'm like, yo, <laughs> go on. You you probably know more than me, Kripnot. I'm going to be real. I I just know that it exists. Oh, no. Yeah, that's kind of how they're developing Pact in basic modules built within Tendermint, uh, which is what Cosmos, uh, you know, was kind of coded in, uh, you know, how they're going to how Kadena is going to plan on connect to the IBC, uh, basically, and developing the Pact smart contract language into modules within Tendermint, which they're going to call Kadena Mint, is how they're going to go ahead and establish a lot of the base bridges into ChainWeb. Um, still not exactly sure how that's going to look as far as like how they're going to integrate with all the chains and how that's going to kind of bridge over and everything. Um, but that's something that they're definitely working on. And like you said, it's, it's on the roadmap with EVM compatibility as well. Yeah, I think it's through what they're now calling Pact Core. I think that's what yes, there you go. On the roadmap, it's supposed to be kind of like enabling Pact uh, on Cosmos and their other bridges. So, yeah, that's a, an exciting prospect for the future. Cool. Yeah, do you, okay. do you guys happen to have uh, UST or USCC and stuff like that? Uh, not at the moment, but when CADEX, our uh, zero gas fee DEX uh, launches on Cadena, uh, it's going to uh, have FRAX on it, and it's going to be through a bridge with Ethereum. Uh, and yeah, that's exciting. And then obviously UST would come with the Terra and Cosmos bridge. So, yeah, and that'll, that'll just make it effortless. It'll just be interoperable. You'll be able to send UST through wherever. And then I'm sure what they'll do, like Caddx or 
Um, they'll either probably add like an Atom pool or an Osmo pool because those tokens are just basically the main tokens of, of transportation, so to speak, from one from one chain to the other. So that would make right. it that would make it available too. I mean, you can't really just have UST like that. You definitely want to have UST pairings for sure, but you also want to have it. So like you want to bring, you want to actually want people from like osmosis or, or, or the atom hub or whomever to want to bring their asset over and not have to have UST because a lot of people, I mean, they do use UST, but it, it all depends on the cycle conditions. Like a lot of times I don't really have that much UST because I'm just like so bullish. I'm like, I don't want UST. I want, I want my secret. I want my Adam. I want my Osmo. You know, I want my whatever. I, I'm like, I'm, I get so bullish. Um, I like doing me. I do a lot of liquidity pulls. I do too many, to be honest with you. I kind of consolidated. I was actually consolidating once we kind of ripped up real high and i'm like all right this is not going to keep going on forever so i started unbonding and kind of consolidating my portfolio and i'm really um i'm really bullish on luna because of the algorithmic stablecoin burning mechanism with ust and luna and also that like ust is growing like a wildfire so the more ust the less luna the less luna you know it's a deflationary asset so I use Luna as like my store of value. People think I'm nuts. They're like, oh, Bitcoin. But I'm Actually, more, I'm I like more of a risk taker. I'm like, yeah, no, I, I look at Luna and I'm like, Luna's going to absorb um, the global financial structure. It's just got every Terra asset in any language, pretty much. Exactly. And anyone out there, like if you haven't been on the Terra blockchain before, and I highly suggest it, it's amazing. You will literally. If you're a degenerate and you like action and you want to make some moves, man, like Terra is what's up. Like there's so many things that you can do, man. Like I don't even know all this stuff because it just keeps coming out. All these protocols and um, and, and little tidbit is Do Kwan is the founder and he he said that he has a really big bag of KDA. So that made, that made me even more bullish as well. So, um, but yeah, it's just like, and what's so cool about like Terra is, they're going to be upgrading their cause and wasm. So that's like the main smart contract platform, basically the contracts in Cosmos. And they're going to update it to the newest up, upgrade. And they'll be able to send all their tokens, which they're called CW20, just like an ERC20, but CW20s are the tokens in Cosmos that are like L2s and stuff. And you'll be able to just like send them freely too. So it's going to be amazing. And we were talking about like... Um, customer service you're going to be able to just do one click transactions for all kind of different things whether it's like a financial transaction or whatever have you it's going to be amazing so it, we're just we're just uh, breaking the precipice of of what um, how amazing these, this particular technology is going to be yeah i know over in kda we're excited to see ust come over and a lot of the native assets when the bridge is finally complete and uh for right now uh like the, the ecosystem mentioned like they're they're going to be having a frax you know which is a algo partial you know actual collateral backed stable uh which will be cool to see but they'll also have wrapped assets as far as like uh you know kbtc keth and also kusd uh, which will be, you know, a wrapped stablecoin uh, on as well as Frax, which, you know, it could be backed by Tether or USDC. Uh, I'm not exactly sure. And I think the wrapped assets, you know, they 
they had to and expand for the pools on Cadex specifically to get the liquidity there to have solid backing uh, in there. Uh, you know, they, they needed a lot of they needed somebody basically to back that, you know, whether they didn't necessarily want to go get whales out there and get VCs in there, private investors. So um, nothing has ever been released or whatever. But, you know, it's they uh, Coin Metro has been a valuable partner to both KDA and Flux and, you know, a lot of those people. Um, so they're going to be probably a big partner in helping stabilize a lot of the DEXs on KDA as well with that initial liquidity for a lot of these pairings. Um, and it'll be single-sided liquidity. Those features will be there as well. So it'll auto compound 50-50 for you. Um, and, uh, you know, it'll, it'll definitely take some time to get a lot of those native assets on chain from say Cosmos or Luna and whatnot. And, uh, the beauty of it is in the way Cadex can kind of scale is they'll, they will put different liquidity pools on different chains. So they could have, say, their main KDA pairings, which you're going to have at first, which will, you know, be real easy for them to keep track of everything and get everything, you know, going and tested and whatnot. Uh, KDA will be the main trading swap asset pair for everything there. And then for, say, Luna, they could start putting those assets. It'll be on the decks, but the transactions will be going through, say, on like chain two or three. And then for Cosmos, they could put those pools and those transactions on their own chain, like four or five and six or something like that. Um, so there's lots of different ways that they can scale and, you know, KDA themselves is making these big updates to the PAC contract, smart contract language itself and uh, KDA chain web, the actual, you know, blockchain programming nodes, all that sort of stuff as well uh, to do uh, basically kind of smart routing of assets through multiple chains uh with with being able to sign transactions on all chains at once seeing your seeing your balance on all chains at once and those are you know those uh features have really just been announced and are rolling out so um yeah we're we're still early and a lot of a lot is being developed uh and we'll still plan to come <laughs> nice so from uh from your user experience then do you guys look at the the 20 chains as like one chain like is that your one experience or is it kind of like cosmos where it's like you know i'm gonna go over to dex i'll go on this chain or i'm gonna go play with smart contracts i'll go on that chain or nfts for that chain yeah so, yeah go on oh no yeah so uh right now uh well the, this, the updates i was just mentioning where you're going to be able to kind of smart route between multiple chains uh do cross chain swaps uh without having to switch between chains because right now you actually within the wallets and sending to and from you actually have to manually switch chains yourself you have to send out so like zero in order to make sure that the dap that you're interacting with they might only be on chain one right now so you have to get your assets on chain one and only swap on chain one at this current time. But we're seeing how quickly this is changing over to that agnostic situation where it really doesn't matter and everyone's running these technologies across the nodes um, or across each individual chains. So that's both the direction that the KDA team has mentioned and also that the projects are mirroring right now from wallets to the DEXs. I think even the launch pads uh, that are planning on being chain agnostic. Yep. That's awesome. So anyone out there, I'm going to reset the room real quick. So anyone out there, I highly suggest you guys give us all a follow because I know myself, I try to, you know, help everyone out and I'm always, my DMs are always open. So if you're from KDA and you have no clue about Cosmos or a lot of this is sparking your interest, I mean, you can feel free to DM me anytime. 
I'm, I love it. There's no stupid questions. I don't, when people ask anything, I don't care. So I'll find the answer for you if I don't know it already, or I'll, I'll get you the answer. So I, I look forward to stuff like that because I, um, I'm actually like a really private person and I never really want to even get involved with any of this stuff besides just being like an investor and kind of being behind the scenes and just doing stuff on telegram and all that. But I spent thousands of hours and I just felt like, man, this is a, I have to give back. I don't want people that are grinding. And one of the reasons I love Cosmos is I was saying earlier, I really think it's for the, like the average Joe. Uh, I don't want you to, you know, be working 10 hours a day and then you only have an hour or so. And then you got to spend time with your family, and, but you want to be interested in crypto, especially like Cosmos. I don't want you to have to spend all these hours to to find out like what you need to know i just try to give you like the the shortcut so to speak and i really look forward to you know all those particular dms and um i wanted to get to hobbs because i i think your hand might your arm might be a little bit tired because you had your hand up forever so what's up hobbs <laughs> thanks guys uh lots of great alpha being shared in here and yeah someone in both cosmos and cadena it's making me even more bullish on on both, so um, great work. And I think Worker B touched on my question a little bit, um, but I, I've got kind of a decent non-technical understanding about how all the Cosmos chains are able to interact with each other um, and that interoperability. Uh, but what's still not totally clear to me is is how Cadena being built from the ground up as its own chain and, and technology is going to join into that and once it does i mean is it on the same level as something like you know terra or secret that was built natively in cosmos um is it going to be almost identical in, in terms of interoperability within cosmos and all that well um, i was going to say once it gets over to cosmos we usually yeah. have like we have different bridge solutions but like say it's a chronological bridge which is like the chosen one it will just be a composable asset throughout all the ecosystem since our like cosmos always connect, uh essentially communicates simultaneously and just knows everything that's in within the cosmos that it you it could be throughout all the ecosystem but what's so cool about like sovereign blockchains is each blockchain could have its own set of rules so what i mean by that is a blockchain could say no we don't we don't want kda over here you know or there's no there's no point because it doesn't fit what we're trying to do and not that they don't like kda it's just you know it's not what they're trying to do so it's not like it just can easily just go over to any of them you know you you would have to have like a relayer set up and stuff like that but yeah i mean for the most part and then when it goes over to kda then it would just be you know like i say it was adam or osmo at that time it might need to be wrapped you know like hey whatever there are little prefixes in, in front of it or whatnot there even may be a prefix from like kda when it comes over it might have like i don't know whatever their little prefix would be you know so but yeah once it's over i think I uh, see it's just composable I, I think also a good thing to think about as far as ibc goes is that it's it's actually separate from the Cosmos SDK. Um, IBC, you could think of as sort of like TCP, which is the internet protocol, um, which allows every single computer, phone, tablet, iPhone, Android, anything, they're all connected together through this protocol called TPC. Um, and so IBC is like that same thing for blockchains. So 
um, Cosmos SDK comes pre-built with that protocol, but any chain, any uh, work or uh, consensus algorithm can actually integrate with IBC. Um, some of them like Bitcoin actually do need a bridge to kind of create some type of finality just because the two chains are communicating specifically in that moment. Um, but yeah, any single chain can actually communicate through IBC. So it's it's really no issue to have Kadena come over and run their own isolated stuff and, and still work interoperable with the rest of Cosmos. Yeah, and I do want to say uh, Pact, uh, so Pact, the smart contract language, I believe is either on IBC or it's going to go to IBC, and this is separate from the overall Cadena Cosmos bridge. I just wanted to bring that up, and uh, with Pact would come the Chainweaver wallet, which is a multi-signature Cadena wallet that uh, has a lot of functions such as safe transfers, which is basically like your transfer can't get um, front run or, or anything like that, or it can't be sent to a voided address or something like that, and it would be returned to you. So that's a cool feature of Chainweaver. And then also the multi-signature aspect of it adds another layer of security. Yeah, so uh, that would also be coming to Cosmos. I was going to say, yeah, that just sounds just like Cosmos, how it's written. The, the, they, essentially, your funds are safe when it's going from one chain to the other. Like Worst case scenario, the transaction fails. It auto, it's automatically going to be refunded back to the original destination. It's literally impossible. As long as you're, you know, you're using what you're supposed to be doing. So yeah, yeah, they, uh, the chains actually communicate in real time on a per block basis, um, and so both chains have to commit to finding a block that says, okay, this this happened. Um, and in IBC, there's actually a 15 minute um, limit where if that if that process doesn't complete within 15 minutes, it'll just reverse and go back into uh, a refund. Yeah, that's, that's part of that Turing incomplete kind of sort of thing. Uh, you brought up a good point there, uh, Eco. That uh, I've even kind of even heard that bringing over some pack smart contract language over actually besides the bridge, uh, that Marmalade itself could become an NFT standard on Cosmos. Yeah, exactly. And then it's cool because like the code can be altered. You know, like if a chain's coming out right now that's not on IBC yet, and they're going to be like, "All right, we're going to have our own blockchain, and we're going to get it going, and we're going to launch soon." They can have different, essentially different rules, so to speak. It doesn't have to. It's not like it has to be this way or that way. Like you use the, you know, you use the code, but you can also alter it. You can add to it, and it's it's really it's it's cool. Like if you're not a builder, but it's just it's amazing stuff and. Uh, like I said, when when people find Cosmos, I know they love tech. Like really, there's people that aren't going to be in it unless they like tech. I mean, it's just right now it's all tech. I mean, eventually there's going to be more stuff that you know, more NFTs, more eyes will come over. A lot of people may just come over because they like you know we were talking earlier. They may just like some particular NFT project that came over. But um, yeah, that I'm looking forward to all this. And uh, and NTG, he's on, he's on the show all the time. What's up, buddy? Hey, uh, hey, Cosmos Hoss. Just want to definitely say you are one of the best um, best followers I've got on Twitter for uh, Cosmos Info and uh, really do respect the amount of time and effort you put in to keeping everybody educated. Um, so, look, I'm, I'm a massive Kadena fan, like massive, massive Kadena fan. I, I work at Sif Chain and I'm 
used to work with one of the um, very early employees uh, from Kadena who was who was with us as well. Only had the absolute best things to say about Kadena. Um, I've got like maybe maybe it's two questions, um, and if you if you want to manage it separately or or bundle it in together, um, the the kind of core team has a really strong background from financial institutions. You know the the chap who uh, is cited in Satoshi's paper, etc. Like you know extremely extremely credible people um you have kuro also for your you know extremely fast transactions etc like how 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 do you guys envision um you know real life use cases applications um you know bridging tradfi maybe specifically or not like how, how do you guys ideate over um, taking Kadena to that next level where it's in people's homes or doing something or people are using it? Like, how, how do you bridge that that gap? So uh, I'm going to touch up on it because I don't want to take uh, away from other speakers. I'm just going to start off with saying I think at the moment Kadena is not uh, at the point where it's going to be adopted in, in the way that you're saying it will be in like real life. but the uh I do all want to bring up that they are working on like built-in chain agnostics into how Kadena and how smart contracts are built. So right now, obviously, you have to worry about different Kadena chains, chain uh, zero through chain nineteen, uh, and kind of like AVEX subnets or Polkadot pair chains. Uh, but later, what they're trying to make is a way to have that all happen on the back end. All those cross-chain transfers. All you worry about is having Kadena on one chain that you want to use and one chain only and then the back end handles the rest and you know that way that's real adoption because basically that user is not going to have to worry about anything it'll it'll feel like they're just interacting with one blockchain and then it's just uh handled on the back end for them for the uh, decentralized application of the wallet to just switch around the different chains and process those transactions for them and then obviously they can scale to theoretically 100,000 chains if they wanted to and have a lot of throughput and you know at that point that's that's real blockchain scalability and it can handle the global financial system at that point and this I, is i, I appreciate that i completely appreciate that and i think you guys are going to do it and look, i'm excited to even be chatting with someone who's got in-depth knowledge of kadena like i've got like maybe it's because of how high the kind of um expertise is at Kadena. I'm just super intrigued into how you guys ideate on applying it. Like, do you guys have sessions? Do you are there areas that you're looking at on focusing on, or are you just going for let's get as many changes as we possibly can and then do that? Or, or is it, does it happen simultaneously? How does that thought process work? Uh, well, I think, and this is just an inference on my end because I'm not actually a part of the Kadena team. Uh, but so far, I think they're kind of focusing on it simultaneously because they've said before that the 50 chain upgrade, and there's actually, they've said before there's some debates within the actual Kadena team on when they are going to need a 50 chain upgrade. Some say it's next year. Some say it's going to be sometime like five years down the road. Uh, but I think it's happening simultaneously. So they're trying to work on improving chain web 
and its throughput and uh, the user experience with it. And also uh, trying to focus on when they're going to need to scale to new to more chains and whatnot. And I think that's what makes Kadena such a beautiful project is because uh, these conversations are happening. And the fact that <laughs> this early into blockchain, that, that this kind of technology exists, you know, with Cosmos and Kadena and Terra and all these other layer one blockchains and layer zero protocols. Uh, I think it's it's really exciting. Is that what Kuro is then? Is that what Kuro is going to be doing? Kuro is going to be managing the inter interchain transactions. Is that it? Not exactly. I think, well, Kuro is, I wouldn't even call it a layer two at this point because Kuro is kind of like an attached chain that just brings fast finality and a lot more throughput. And it is actually, I think, the team has brought up it's a Byzantine uh, fault tolerance chain, so it's kind of like proof of stake, and it's just an addition. It's for uh, people who want to run like a private blockchain on Kadena or a private kind of like a side chain, I would say, on Kadena. Okay, and, cool. Thank yeah, you can so I, uh, much for, can I for answering. Appreciate that. Can I pipe in there on that one? Yeah, guys, you had your you had your hand up for a while, and I just want to reset to. People keep raising your hand. I, I do. I will have to remove a few speakers here and there because there's just too many people. In my format, for those that are newer, I, I enjoy where I see a bunch of speakers and we just kind of just go back and forth. I mean, I don't like to, okay, well, there's only going to be one speaker up and then you get lost and come, go back to the end of the road. You know, I try to let you guys, because you're, we're all communicating with one another, we're having a conversation. That's like my format. So, uh, you know, if you're not talking for a while, I, I might remove you, but then, you know, just raise your hand and come back. Cause I don't, I don't want people to, I, I have too many and I can't even put them up on the show. So thank you for yeah. having me up. Cosmos host much appreciated. And again, respect anytime, man. Thanks for those nice words. Appreciate it. Oh, hold on. Okay. Hey, I really appreciate you letting me, um, uh, pipe up here. Um, I've been around with, for, you know, with Cadena since 37 cents and I've, um, been a miner uh, for more than a year and um, been around in the system um, for a long time. So really has been an awesome learning experience and uh, want to congratulate, you know, uh, the Kadena Project Network um, and, and thank him for all that he's done for the community. I just wanted to focus on, in, in response to that, about how KDA and the Kadena team ideates the future. So I just wanted to really say that the Kadena team is like 20 years ahead. So typically when you're driving down the road and you're 16 years old, you're looking right in front of you like, oh my gosh, I'm about to crash. Or, and then as you learn to drive better, you're, you're looking way down the road. The Kadena team is looking like way down the road. And they are starting everything from first principles. What is the best way to do every single thing from an architectural and engineering perspective? Because they aren't focused on making the bucks today. Um, like they said before, their tokens are locked for 10 years. Yeah, I was just going to say, they that's, that's make the a, sign of bullishness right there, I mean. Absolutely. They want to make something that is generational, something that is absolutely unique, that will be game changing on every level. And then they want to allow lots of 
of of runway to new developers that come on board. You know, the Cadena team was actually kind of upset that we ran up to $30 because they wanted new developers to see, oh my gosh, this is at $4. I want to get on board while I still can and be really incentivized to make lots of money because I'm able to build new shit on Cadena that is awesome and all of that. So they don't want to be the guys to fix all the problems. Uh, and and I'm trying to say is that it, they're, they're not one of, they want to make um, everything where it's um, perfect on the foundation, make the foundation perfect and let the developers then come behind and come up with creative solutions that will be awesome and will have the, the, the user experience and the, all those other things that later can be done, but they always want to stay a small Cadena team that focuses on the big blocks and the strong foundation and let new developers, new projects do really well and have runway so that they can make a great profit. They can find new ways to be creative and do new things using the foundation that's super solid that they've done. So I just wanted to make sure that, you know, in, in response to how the Cadena's team thinks, they're not wanting to make this, you know, solve all the problems and make all the user experience awesome and all that. That's not their job. They want to make sure that the developers will have the tools to be able to later make the user experience awesome and give them every, make it super easy so that people that do know what they're doing can do that. Um, that just look, that was answering my point in Cosmos Hoss. If you want to keep me off, keep me off. I, I just want to, I just want to actually just clarify, right? Like the expectations that even me personally that I have for the Kadena team are extremely high because of their backgrounds, because of their expertise. And look, I get it that everyone wants to build something for in ten years time and make it perfect, etc. I was just kind of hoping that there would be a bit more of a clearer picture on what problems they're trying to solve rather than just interoperability. That's the only thing. It's the only negative I have. And I want to clarify, like, I love the project. Sure. I'd, sure. I'd no, love, yeah. it's really just to making it, you know, making all the tools safe, like the pack smart contract language, making sure that they have all the natives in the development software to make it uh, really safe to make the uh, ability to do that, the cross chain, make it easy. So they're solving all those problems. And then it's up to the developers to come in and take advantage of all those tools. So they're given, they're coming up with all the best possible tools, but they're not going to build the house. They don't want to, they want to leave space for other people to come and do that, but they're going to have the solid foundation and they're going to supply the tools other people will come in and build build the house. So that's that's yeah. the way that they look at it from everything that I've been able to see. It sounds just like the Cosmos Hub. Uh, like a lot of people in, in Cosmos, so like Adam is 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 basically like the OG. And people are like, what are they trying to do to bring value to the token? Like, and it, It's the same concept. Like they basically built a foundation and, and basically a perfect code and they're like hey there's your tools and i'll come build and do what you got to do it kind of reminds me of the same concept 
Exactly. That's like been their 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 biggest strength and their biggest weakness at the moment right now is packed. Like it is a revolutionary smart contract language that KD18 themselves have developed specifically for their eco with their chain web hashcraft design. Like they're doing something new that nobody has ever done before. They're, this is not an EVM compatible chain where you can just go copy paste things over and instantly get a dap up and running. This is everything that's being done is being done for the first time and the book is being written. And so it, the, the pact is gonna take a while for people to pick up. You know, it's human readable code and it, you know, it takes for maybe about six months to get into if you're if you have some solidity or rust, uh, you know, coding background. Uh, but it, it, that's one thing that it's going to take some time for the eco develop and dApps to come on. It's, it's usually about maybe a six month uh, time frame for a, a dev who doesn't know anything about PAC to get up and, and start really developing something front to beginning. You can learn it in a couple of weeks and, you know, start developing some smart contracts, but really kind of developing a whole dApp out takes some time. Um, how so is going to integrate? Just, how is going to integrate? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. You had your hand up forever, anyways. Go ahead. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, no worries. I thought I had a call and I missed my chance, but uh, just wondering the integration part. Whether the different language like Rust and you guys on Pact, or even a you leverage like uh, AKT or something like IBC to integrate. And the second question, after the integration has been done, is there any plan or roadmap? to keep wrapped Cadena on Anchor protocol, like we, I think they did for Atom or IAVAX or any other things like Solana. Is there a plan for that? Thank you. So, so Mandy's, if you can, uh, if you could just repeat the very beginning of the question one, you kind of got crossed. Okay, sure. Yeah, I was just asking the integration because the... Um, yeah, Twitter doesn't want you to ask that first question. <laughs> yeah, sorry, you're cutting out there. Yeah, we got the second question, but like it's, I guess Twitter just doesn't want you to get that first question. <laughs> I don't, it's been so good it's until that. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, well, I can answer that second question real quick. I mean, there already is wrapped KDA on Ether, so that is there. I, I think what you mean by wrapped. Oh, uh, I think what you mean by wrapped KDA when it comes to anchors is probably like something like BKDA or ST. Yeah, exactly. Not ST, but BKDA. Yeah, something like that to provide collateral. Um, I mean, I wouldn't really know, but it's it's not out of the question once IBC is enabled on Kadena. So you never know. Just to touch on what uh, NTG brought up earlier there and Rick and Kripnot were talking about, I think from my understanding, Kadena's way that they've gone has always been the enterprise side as he said it comes from their background they've always claimed and always stated that they can handle or their you know their system or chain web will be able to handle all the transactions on the uh you know the stock markets today right and so i think that's their goal is they want to lay the groundworks for proper blockchain usage in the real world cases. So as Rick was saying, they're not like, hey, let's do everything. No, let's lay the groundworks so everything can be done on Kadena securely with 
unlimited scalability, which I think is the main thing. You mentioned interoperability as being one of the selling cases, which it's not. It's really the scalability for any of these things to make it in the global markets that we want them to. They have to be able to scale. Ethereum can't, AVAX can't, Solana can't, none of them can, and it's been proven. So that is really the main case and main use case in my mind of Kadena is the scalability of their network. Yeah. So like when I kind of dug in, I didn't do a lot of research, but from me understanding what they're trying to accomplish, the first thing that sparked my attention, and like I said, I'm a numbers guy, I'm a money guy, and I'm an investor, was the capabilities of they could legitimately run like the NASDAQ or the the, the stock exchange directly on on uh, Kadena. So that's a use case that could happen one day. And this contributes to why some people might be asking the question, why don't I see the ecosystem applications on Kadena right now if it's such a great technology? Um, or why don't I see the price action on Kadena right now? And if you think about it, the promises that the team has made, and I, I really do believe in them given their experience and guidance, the promises they've made if their technology succeeds is really going to be kind of the, the 2.0. I know we're in the, the terminology web 3.0, but, but kind of the blockchain 2.0 of the future. Um, so they're promising this new frontier and this new advanced technology. And they're kind of amid these other technologies um, that, that are either inferior or, or developed in a different way. Um, and so they're, they're technologically different timelines that we're talking about in this space. So I think once we look at that really large timeline of set of that 10 years, and we consider what they're promising, uh, it gives you a bit more perspective as to what their focus is. And to add, um, it's, it's almost as though they're a team working on a finely, uh, finely processed, you know, tuned processor. Um, and you got to get the processor right before you can even uh, use it in any consumer activities, right? So before you can put the computer in someone's house, um, you got to have the transistors built. And I think they're still just nailing down all these core technologies now of Kadena. And, and you can watch them publicly as they execute those, those objectives and they start funding that development on the chain, which is uh, where they are right now. Nice. So I was going to reset the room real quick, just so uh, everyone out there, not trying to show their project, but the Kadena Bulls. Uh, if you go on my tele or my Telegram, my Twitter, you can enter in. And after the show, I'm going to announce the ten winners. Maybe, maybe for me showing their project, they may give me like a free one or something. But um, I just love NFTs. I love the communities. I love the artists. I love just everything about it. So I'm all about. Am I the one host? What's up? Welcome. Yeah, I, I've, I kind of just you got rugged a little bit again. That Twitter is acting weird. So what if you, I'll, if what you I'll DM me the question, I can read it out for you. Yeah, exactly. What I was also going to say, I forgot to say this. So if there's anyone out there that's newer to my shows, my, my format always, always is. I understand a lot of people just use it as a podcast, which is really cool. And if you do have any questions or, you, you know, you don't want to speak on mic, that's completely fine, too. I 100% understand that you can DM me. Uh, or any of the guys really that are on here right now. And uh, we can ask the question for you and answer the question because I know I typically get a lot of questions. Uh, I actually really, I don't even see if I had any, but the Kadena people, if you don't know me, that's, that's always an open option for you. So. I but love guys, it. And if it's a podcast, can I do an audible commercial or are we? Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. It's, you know, it's funny that my shows are actually starting to grow that people have been reaching out to me for stuff like that. And uh, I'm like, eh, 
I'm just like a chill dude. I don't really care, but I just try to help out as many people as I possibly can. So when I, if a, a cool like NFT project, they're like, Hey, we're going to do like a one-on-one for you. Just, can you do like a white list for your community? I'm like, sure, man. Like, cause I'm, I'm all about helping out people. So, but yeah. yeah. I was going to say, yeah, appreciate the space. Love it. It's been, uh, you know, had you know hundreds of people in here. It's been a massive space and uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, so like my main shows are on Sundays from 16 UTC. I usually I was going to ask, yeah. Yeah, that's my main one and like it's really cold. The most the format for the most part is I get at least two developers and they're usually Cosmos developers like they're going to have their own blockchain and what they're going to do or a lot or a couple times it'll be an application specific to a certain blockchain and they just kind of do their thing. You ask them questions and you know, these guys are more brilliant than I am when it comes to building and and understanding technology and stuff like that. So that's some of the formats. I mean, sometimes like I'll get like four teams up and then it, it becomes like a four hour show. So, you know, but yeah, that's my main show is Sundays from 16 UTC to basically about 19. It's just about a two and a half, three hour show. And so people out there, that's noon Eastern. I'm in uh, America, East Coast. But yeah, I just decided I'm probably going to start doing some shows on Thursday nights and I wouldn't mind doing version two of this so you know I, i'm i'm digging this because a lot of times i don't want to say i know everything but when it comes to cosmos like i know a lot of the stuff already so um, i still learn every show but it's nice to have it reach reach out across the aisle to get a new chain that i have essentially not that much knowledge about and last sunday i had a lot of polka dot um, people on and i got to learn a lot about polka dot while i was on show so it was really cool too Oh, nice. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, KDA will be connected to Polkadot as well. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I understand it. love the, to hear it. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's all about interoperability, man. Everything has yep. to connect. And that's what I love about IBC is that that's literally what, that's the whole, the purpose of it. The whole premise is to be as secure as possible. It might not be as, as fast as possible, but that will come with scaling solutions. Like maybe you guys can step step in and add some some value to that and there's going to be roll-ups and you know whatever whatever needs to be done so it doesn't scale uh, vertically it's it does it horizontally so you know it's it's the way that they believe that they solved interoperability which i think it has but i i, I firmly believe that cosmos is the standard when it comes to blockchain communications like i think they nailed it sure. and totally. that's why i just like love it man like i love i love the technology i'm like a tech nerd man i just think and everyone i meet is kind of on the same page and and what's so cool too like about these shows is i don't know what the max is of how many speakers you can have up but I, i'll have the max on there all the time and no one is <laughs> like 10 or 15 or something yeah exactly, yeah and, and no one's like in, interrupting everyone's really respectful and like your course, community, yeah. this community is really cool too so it's like it's just like i feel like it's already a part of the ibc gang so nice yeah look hopefully we can have some more spaces like this um at a time maybe next time your your uh like twitter will work for you wherever you're at they just they have you blown. Yeah. <laughs> you bad might reception. you might need to get on a VPN or something. I don't know. Yeah, bad reception, maybe go on the roof, you know. <laughs> Step out of the concrete bunker and go into the rain. <laughs> so we, exactly. We got um well go ahead, Dina Life. You had your hand up. Hey guys. Sorry to chime in again, but I had to I'm listening to everything. I had to say something. First of all, thank you guys. You guys are all awesome. But uh, I just wanted to say the following. 
for those of you guys who are listening and are not necessarily deep into Kadena or don't know much about it, um, you guys, Caddix is about to launch. Find out what that is. Marmalade is about to launch. Find out what that is. You know, uh, I'm not a charts guy. I'm 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 a Warren Buffett type of investor. I, I like his philosophy, which is you know you get about 20 opportunities in life. This is one of them. We are on the ground floor of one of those opportunities. That's that's all I wanted to say. I I fully believe that, and uh, I'm stoked to be part, to be on the ground floor of this. Yeah, man, that's awesome for sure. And so, a little backstory about me is like I didn't really grow up with too much and I always loved technology. I'm 36, so I grew up with everything like from day one, you know. We didn't have iPhones or or tablets. We, we you know, we came through every integration. So, you know, started off with, you know, I even had Atari, then Nintendo, then Super Nintendo, like basically every video game system. And I've always loved computers. I remember my first computer had 1 gigabyte and it was like badass. This like, computer had 1 gig you know, I remember floppy disk. I remember all this stuff. I always loved technology. And my dad was like a real hard worker. He's a gritty guy. And I always told him, you know, just from using it in school and stuff as a kid, I'm like, this is pretty cool. And I've always knew about, like, I've always loved money, man. Like, I was a kid that was a weird kid. So you know, my family members would give me money, like $100 or whatever, and, and I would just keep it. I, would, I had a safe. I still have a safe. I would just throw it in there. I never spent my money. So I always loved money. And I knew that like technology, you know, was going to be around forever. And um, I had a great uncle that did really well in life. He wasn't a tech mogul, but he was just a smart person. And he always told me, even as a kid, he's like, the rest of your life, if you do anything when it comes to invest and always invest in technology. And I've always had that mantra, even since a little kid. But anyways, what I was going to say is I always got on my dad's shit and say, hey, you know, you should invest in this. Like, I remember using an Apple computer at, and, and like, I don't know, maybe say middle school. It was, you know, basic, but I thought it was so revolutionary. I always say, hey, you should invest in Apple. And, you know, this is like whatever in the, in the 90s, or late 90s or whatever it was. And I'm like, you should you should invest in technology. You, you know, you should do Apple, Google. I remember I remember Amazon when it was just you can rent books. I thought it was so cool that I could just go on a website and, and just rent a book and it'll come to my house. And then I remember when Netflix came out, it was DVDs. You know, you can rent a movie. And, and this is when like Blockbuster was the thing. And it completely wrecked Blockbuster single-handedly. Like, technology just improves everything. And I always kept telling him that, and he never listened to me. So, you know, I graduated college, and the first things I started doing was in, investing in technology. And, you know, when, when COVID happened, I, I sold all those stocks I had. I did really good on Amazon, Google, Apple. I did all of them, what I preached was, as a kid. And what you're saying about this is a once in a lifetime opportunity, I, I completely agree with it. Because at the end of the day, all crypto really is, is just technology, but it's just so revolutionary. I mean, like I, I was telling people, you know, it, if you just think of a blockchain, really all it is is a decentralized ledger and there's no middleman. And it's, it's, it's a pure code that's, it, it's perfect. Like it works perfect. And, and what's cool about it is like, if you're on that chain, it's decentralized and you technically own a part of that chain. It's a decentralized network, really. And um, what I love about IBC is it's like an instantaneous network effect. So if you become on Cosmos, it's like you're just this one huge network. And uh, it's just going to keep growing and growing and growing. Same thing with Kadena. It's just going to keep growing. And, you know, you invest. I, I don't say go all in. Maybe you do. But um, be smart about it. Take calculated risk i would say and educated guests so that's what i do 
and I have a diverse, diverse portfolio, you know, some of the chains like that I'm convinced on, maybe they don't work in the, in the long run, but I know some of them are going to. So, you know, imagine if you had, if you were an investor early on when Apple just like started and then you just like hodled that op- Apple stock forever, man, you would be super loaded. Just like if my dad ever listened to me and say he took one or two paychecks here and there and bought Apple when who knows when it was like a dollar or whatever and just held on to it forever until like right now, you know, he would be loaded. So I think it's going to be the same thing with these cryptos, man. It's like Adam, Kadena, like, yeah, you're right now you're like, oh man, the market's down. Who cares? You know, like, don't over leverage yourself and just keep stacking. And I, I really, you know, it's not financial advice, but I think, you know, depending on your age, most people are typically younger than me in crypto for the most part. So I'm 36, but I mean, you can retire at an early age and who wants to work the rest of their life till they're like 70 and then you retire, then maybe you get to go play some golf for a little bit, then you croak. It's like, no, I think crypto, if you, if you work your ass off in real life, and you save and you're smart and you put money away, you can, you might be able to retire whenever in your thirties, if you're younger, or if you're in, like right now, I'm 36, maybe I could retire when I'm in my forties and still in good shape and go do and travel the world and do whatever I want. Technically, I already get to travel all the time. I get to go to all these events and conferences. I can go wherever right now because crypto, you know, you could just get up and go and still work. So it's like, yeah, crypto is the future. So don't worry about the market being down. I mean, this month was the worst month. I don't know if people know this, but April has been the worst month for the NASDAQ since 2008. So it's not it's not crypto. People are like, oh, crypto. No, it's just everything right now. I mean, there's just so many different variables that we can't control. But if the, if the technology hasn't changed, the fundamentals haven't changed, then don't worry about the price. That's, how, that's what I say. Exactly. These are the best times to build. And, you know, when markets are down and, you know, things aren't going crazy, you don't have to worry too much about your other investments and whatnot. Like this is the time where you can like, all right, let's, you know, get your bag straight, you know, get stable, prepare yourself for whatever, you know, always plan for the worst situations what I always say. And uh, just focus on educating yourself or building something like whether it's researching more into DeFi and how to, you know, yield stake and, and you know, farm on different protocols out there with, you know, whatever, you know, stuff you're holding uh, or, you know, we'll get into a, a project and kind of start helping develop some things, maybe learn some coding uh, or, you know, there's there's lots of other things that people can do during these times, uh, you know, besides looking for the next 10, 100 X out there is, you know, do your due diligence, start looking to the projects that you've, you know, had your eye on, favorited on, you know, CoinGecko or CoinMarketCap and you're looking at and, just, uh, you know, start doing your research and figuring out if there's something you want to invest in. Exactly. Because a lot of us know that we're here in Cosmos and KDA. We're here for the long term. That's why we're here. Yeah. And definitely follow the money right now from the VCs still investing in all these different blockchain and Web3 projects. Um, even though we're in like really tumultuous markets and, and for sure the NASDAQ and other markets are really down, uh, the money just keeps on flowing into these technologies that have been labeled so innovative and a lot of people cast away as buzzwords. Uh, but when you when you know the fundamentals, when you know uh, the, the trajectory that this is on, uh, it's a pretty clear picture. Yeah. And then I was going to add to that is, you know, obviously it's not financial advice, but if you do look at certain techs and coins out there, Luna has been holding up real well. And, um, you know, if we're having this conversation one year from now and, and Luna 
five or six X, even with kind of just average marking conditions, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, just the burning me- mechanism with their algo stable coin is just, it's perfect. I firmly believe one day in the future that there will be a, a documentary or a story or a movie about how revolutionary this, this algorithm stable coin is. And um, I just, I, I love, love, I love, I love hearing that. <laughs> like I people talking it. about stabilizing not into btc because they think it's the most stable but into luna that's me i i honestly i don't even have any bitcoin i used to but maybe one day if it goes down or whatever i might just buy one just for to me it would just be like nostalgic now people always ridicule me for saying that but i you know like the i just i'm not saying it's going to zero but i just i the, it's like luna for example Again, it's it's UST is going to be everywhere, and not only that, it's already enabled in IBC. So, like, it's just it's just such a good token to have. You could just move it around instantly. So, I was going to tell you guys, there was an NFT launch uh, that I really wanted to be a part of. It's called Game of Guild, and it's this play to earn game that's on secret, and the, it's really badass. Like, the NFTs are really cool, and um, I needed I needed some funds to get it because it, it was a decent decent price. So this is how easy IBC is. I didn't have any tokens or any funds available because I had them all either staked or in LP positions. And a lot of my LP positions, like on Osmosis, you either bond it for one day, you bond it for seven days, or you bond it for 14. The higher you bond it for, the better the APRs are. So like I'm real bullish on all these tokens, and most of them are in 14. I do have some one days just for like, okay, when Evmos just launched today or yesterday, uh, eventually they're, you're going to be able to buy their token. So I have one day, so I'll know like, okay, it's coming out say four days from now. I know like to unbond it and have it ready just kind of on the sidelines, but I technically didn't have any funds available and the epoch for, for, um, osmosis is 1730 UTC. So basically that's right now on the East coast, that's like one thirty. it's every single day. And the NFT launch was before that, it was prior to that. So I didn't really have any. And I was like, I'm not bringing fiat into crypto right now. I don't feel like doing that. I just, I'm going to wait. And what I did was, okay, well I have, I have Luna. I just used anchor protocol. I barred UST against it and I sent it over to, um, to osmosis. I swapped the UST to secret. And then I sent the secret to basically where you can mint. And I did all this, like literally all these moves within um, not even a minute. And the fees, I don't know, maybe 10 cents, 15 cents or so, like to do all this. And it was like instantaneously. And I went across all these different blockchains. And like that play right there, like if someone like got to see my screenshot and they seen like all the moves that I did and how easy it was. Yeah, that's true interoperability. Like that's what it's going to be like, and that's the it's already here, and no one really talks about it because IBC uh, really. What's like I was saying earlier about the 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 average Joe. It's really for the average Joe. Is there's like no venture capitalist money on any of these chains. Now I'm not saying they all don't have it, and there's a little here and there, but for the most part, like some of these chains have zero venture capitalist money. And I'm not I'm not opposed to saying like oh venture capitalists are terrible or anything like this or a little bit of centralization's bad, but yeah, some of these tokens they don't have any. We we're the venture capitalists, so it's like really empowering that I could do all this stuff instantly, basically. That's one thing that 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 Katie had just finally got going was a hundred million dollar eco fund grant. 
and that's what's really going to start hopefully bringing in some big money, not necessarily big money. I mean, but it's really going to start divvying out some money from the KDA, you know, foundation, the corporation themselves, basically to give to developers to start developing dApps on the ecosystem, because not everybody can go full time crypto and has the time to just, you know, develop a dApp. It takes a long time oh, even yeah. just learning and then get something developed and going. I mean, that could take years unless somebody, you know, has the funds to, you know, go full time and develop something, you know, all out. But even even yeah. if you go full time and you're all out, like people need to put food on the table. You know what I mean? So I get yeah. it. And that's what like what you're saying about the grants. What's super, super cool about IBC is they do the same thing. It's like uh, Osmosis right now has a bunch of grants. So they're they're looking for people that want to build like particular applications because uh, lending and borrowing is coming and more um, different functionalities like osmosis's goal is not to only be like the best decentralized decks in crypto they want to they want to basically take market share away from centralized figures centralized exchanges and i really feel like they're going to and they do grants all the time or um like hackathons so we have like hackathons all the time and it's really cool like we'll, we'll propose it on chain and people typically always vote yes and it could be worth like a million dollars to sponsor like a hackathon over and like right this year we're doing it over in Medellin, Colombia. It's going to be Cosmoverse at the very end of September. And, 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 and basically it's all it's it's sponsored by the communities. Like it's super cool. Like like Osmosis, for an example, it's a decentralized DEX and it has 24-7 customer support. Eventually it's going to have it right on the interface. Like if you actually have a legitimate question and you need it to be answered, you'll be able to do it right on the on the launch pad, like right on the, the main page. And that's all paid from the community. Like I'm technically a part of the Osmosis Support Lab. And a lot of my things is I I, I basically answer questions all day long on certain days and stuff. And I, you know, it's it's a lot of work, but I, I love it, man. So because I help people out all the time, you know, and it's just and that's all like that's what's so cool about crypto is anyone out there listening, even if you don't have like a I, I'm not a builder. I'm just like a people person. I'm smart and I uh, take care of people and I'm, I, I try to be honest and I try to just uh, be accountable and respectful and. I got I got all kind of work in crypto just from just working my ass off and and you might be out there right now listening maybe you can make like cool videos or jpegs or whatever well guess what it's growing so fast that the, all that stuff's needed so you can find I mean personally on my side I have like artists that do stuff for me and I just pay them I'm like I don't have time to be doing all this but dude you're real sick like I you know you can make this uh, video for me and I'll just send them some crypto. Like it's just, I mean, that's just me in it. But that's that so many people do the same thing like I do. And all these different chains, they do grants or, you know, hey, you want to be like an ambassador or like, you know, be a part of the community. Like you can be a part of the community. You just have to put your time in. You have to be accountable. So and it can yeah. it can change your life. You never know what it can do, it can lead you to. Yeah, I mean, KDA's kind of philosophy has kind of been like they're the, the technology is there. We've given it to you. We the community, like you know, the, the technology is there. They have been a little lacking on as far as the uh, education part. Um, we know we've had some people come up and say about that, but they know that and they are working on that. And they, uh, the project and ecosystem earlier that was up here with us said that you know they mentioned that they are going to be putting out a lot more tutorials, a lot more uh, GitHub articles walkthroughs, all that sort of stuff to get people into act. Um, it's, it's just, it's so new still that there is just not that much, much material out there. And they realize that, and it's going to take some time for sure people to get out there and, and, you know, kind of learn it and play with it and realize that. 
Yeah. And as I'm saying like that too, is, you know, if you're like a core community member, people notice that. And if you're accountable, like you, maybe, maybe they, they use you to help build out a website or, or whatever, you know, like you never know. You just have to put your time in. Like, honestly, it's, it's crazy to think I just started really doing this full, full time, like on Twitter and stuff, probably about, I don't know, say less than three months ago. And oh, wow. fact, yeah. Cool. And the, yeah. I've been, I've been in crypto for a while, but like the fact that I've been doing content and like trying to do like really push education, it's a, it's crazy to me that think there's some random guy like myself that, uh, you know, not cloud or anything, but I got like, I don't know, I'm just 12,000 followers and a lot of people hit me up all the time. Just like, just because I just, tr- I just pour my heart and soul into it. You know, it's like this, this means a lot to me. And I within just- the Cosmos space, like, you know, that's how, you know, we've started to see Katie has been a young Inco and we've kind of been coming up in it from the early days. I mean, early is in kind of like later last year, Katie has been around for a while, but uh, it really kind of blew up later last year. And then that's when we kind of, a lot of really things started popping off and, you know, we've got Cameron here. He's been amazing uh, hosting Twitter spaces with us and uh, really helping support the KDA eco. And uh, a lot of the projects on here, we really try to just kind of, it's so young that we, you know, we're all trying to succeed. So it's not really cutthroat, you know, or with somebody's trying to undercut each other or do something better or whatnot. Like we're just really trying to get the, the ecosystem going, uh, you know, keep the community strong, get it up on its feet, provide some things to people, uh, you know, bring alpha. And, you know, that's what these spaces do. Uh, and really love the fact that, you know, interoperability is a big play, especially with Cosmos. I mean, you know, and KDA is really focused on that as well, along with Luna, uh, and, you know, and Polkadot. So we're really looking, hoping that as it grows, we can bridge more to other spaces like this. So I'm going to get to you guys that you have your hands up. Just let me add one little point to that. So like how this all got started for me. So it was a Friday night. I don't remember how long ago it was. And I was drinking a little bit and I was like, oh, there's some guys that are on are talking about Cosmos. And there was like maybe three or four people on. And at the time, people kind of knew who I was, but they didn't they didn't know who I was, but they knew like I was a part of like different teams and stuff. So I like, hopped on because some guys had some questions and I just like, whatever, I'm just going to just go for it. The first time I ever talked or anything, I, I honestly I never wanted to. But the guy seemed real cool. I'm like, that seems like these dudes I would hang out with in real life. So I was like, screw it. I got on, started talking. And the show went from five people of us just bullshitting. And I'm not kidding you. Within 15, 20 minutes, and I'm not saying it's because of me, like literally everyone in the whole ecosystem came apart. And I'm talking about not just like literally anyone, like all the people that are building that have like a lot of skin in the game. Like Sonny came on, Jack came on, like the guy, like Greg, which is from Region, like almost every single blockchain came on on this random Friday night, no invites. They just came on and just did their thing. And it was like the coolest thing ever. It was like human interoperability. And I was like, man, I, I like took, a, I took myself back and like, yeah, you know, I was just, I was just a speaker, but on mute the whole time. And, uh, I said, wow, I, I feel like I really just chose the right train, man. Like I put all this time and effort in and now, now all these people that I look up to that are building just like randomly came on with no invites. We didn't add anybody or nothing. And then that's when I was like, yeah, I got to be, I got to do more now because it like motivated me. And I'm like, man, this is it. Like, I got to just, I got to help. And then like, that's, that was so like powering to me. Like it really, it's like almost a little bit emotional thinking about it because you think about it in real life, like, okay, 
this new startup or this new uh, like stock or whatever, you can't get anyone that's has any skin in the game from those companies that just randomly come talk to you about stuff like it, that. That's not going to happen. You know? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. It, 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 and that's the great thing about being in crypto is, you know, we're still early and, you know, in the whole grand scheme of crypto, we're now 10 years old since Bitcoin kind of became in development. Like we are so early. So it's these spaces here that like, you know, if you're willing to put yourself out there and, you know, kind of talk and just really kind of get in and learn it and digest it and kind of envelop yourself in the crypto space in general. And then, you know, you find your, ecosystems and projects that you really gravitate towards that click with you, you vibe with, and then that's kind of where you focus on, you know, for you, it's Cosmos, you know, for me, it's kind of KDA and flux and a bunch of other things, you know, really like decentralization and the whole core mantra and ethos of crypto of, you know, taking your own finances and future and, you know, into your own hands. So. That's awesome. So. I'm going to get to the three guys that have their hands up right now. Yeah, so, yeah. Go ahead, Hobbs. I think you were first. I hope you were. Hey, thanks, guys. Um, I'm just wondering if, if anyone here has any experience trying to get in and, and learn Pact and whether there's any uh, you know, advice on where even to get started with that. Um, because there, is there a Discord or a Telegram or anything where people trying to learn Pact are kind of talking right now? Um, yeah. Hear anything. Um, you know, they're building out a lot of stuff and something is, and they're, they are putting out some more content, but the best place right now is if you really want to kind of get involved with it and download the developer hub is go to Kadena.io and you can, there's the link where you can basically go in there and click on, uh, the dev section and you can download basically the modules to be able to start working with it. And then in there, it'll direct you to link you to their GitHub, uh, which has all of the, um, their info from the foundation and everything. Thing, uh, Pact Foundation, in particular, which is kind of separate from KDA, uh, that has all of their tutorials and informations and sorts of walkthroughs. And um, that's got a really good way as well. Their Discord, KDA Discord as well, has, has uh, certain channels where you can get in there and ask questions. And that's pretty active as well. Um, uh, and, they, and there is a lot more stuff coming on that. And they know that. Um, I'm interested to see what Katie actually puts out as far as kind of more videos and uh, just full on papers on how to do full walkthroughs. So that stuff is coming. Kripnos, I just invited you to co-host because I don't pin stuff during the shows because I always get paranoid that I'm uh, going to like just cancel the show. But if you know how to do like the pins, man, go, go to town, like pin stuff, whatever. I don't care. Um, cool. But yeah, I, to be like I said, I'm not kidding you. I never had a Twitter before July. And the only reason I did is I understood like, look, I need to follow these brainiacs instantly. And I started doing it. Like I, like I said, it was about three months ago when I was like, you know what? I'm really going to start like putting some content out. Like re- last couple of days, I just I haven't really been doing much. I've been kind of just chilling the last few days. But I was, you know, I do a lot of threads. I do some mediums. I'm like, I got to, you know, I'm just trying to help people. Yeah. Uh, you put up some good content. Yeah, I, I, I try, but. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was part one of a two-part Cosmos Space with Kadena and Cosmos Haas. Recorded on Thursday, April 28th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening.
running out the gate, rapping, step up to the plate. Represent the base when I'm rapping out my fate. Used to play ball, now I'm sitting on the bench like a mid, like to play dumb, so you can't tell me shit. Never gonna get me like a raise in your 50s, and if we go drifting, you better whip it swiftly. I'm on empty, feeling peppy enough to do a fucking barrel roll. Running out of air like this planet isn't terraformed. Looking terrible, like you need a breath. Getting cancer from these wearables, feeling kinda blessed. Tracking everywhere we go, where we're bar slow. Here we are, so I guess we put the terror in the art show. I'm not a leader, but I'll lead if you mislead her. All the creature comfort certified up in this teacher. Feeling like a tenure isn't even needed. Taking all that hunger, trying to feed it. Learning how to love life before we get defeated. <laughs> Velocity divided by the past Can't fight the facts Rhyming fast Lightning round in fact A little backhand Should straighten up these little rats You better pay attention To the dude that's spitting facts Everybody likes to rap About how they got no attachment Straight abandoned in the back Of some shitty shack Learn how to eat From watching dogs Fight over trash If you think I'm crass Brash being a little ass I'm feeling a little bashful About bringing the illest back It's like the virus Brought the violence From the lowest to the highest And we all got super quiet Like the Mayans And I don't even know Where the fuck we go from here, a bunch of long hairs, growing beards, not showing fear. One step forward, taking two steps back, and pray to your mother we don't hit a crack. Terror spaces. Terror spaces.